0: Hey,
1: it's the Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you, people?
0: Oh, hey, it's Jim.
1: Nolan. It's Izzy.
2: And no one.
1: And we have a special guest today. Uh, you can interject anytime you want, Owen. But uh, who are you?
2: I'm I'm Owen Dennis. I'm the creator of Infinity Train. Also, I uh, worked on Regular Show a lot. Owen is here to ta- tell us about his pilot
1: Infinity Train because everyone online just instantly loved it. What is the Infinity Train about, Owen?
3: still on my hand. What does that number mean, Miss Tulip? I've been trapped on this train for a week. You've been here your whole life. I should be asking you.
2: In that case, it will remain an endless search devoid of all meaning. It's about a girl on an infinite train and she's trying to get to the front of the train and she has a number on her hand and she doesn't know what it's about. And each train car has a different, like, world inside of it and different puzzles and different people and stuff like that. And that's that's the basic... Outline of the show.
1: If the train has a front to
2: it, is it really infinite? That is a good question. Uh man, man, you just, ruined I, it think, I think I think that just because something is infinite doesn't mean that it doesn't have at least one end, right? Whoa. No. But we but we've seen the other end of the train yeah. though. We never saw the back of it.
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean I just watched it. Already this is flawed. <laughs> it should have been called <laughs>
2: Owen, Owen, my dude. This come is, on. I'm just going to change it to the really long train. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> and that'll be that'll be the new title.
1: That rolls off way better. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that can all fit inside of an infinity symbol, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But what inspired this this story? Uh, well, uh, I can't really get super into the details on that because that would start giving away a lot of spoilery stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I think. I might have to. I might have to use that answer a couple of times uh, in this yeah, interview. And I'm, I'm going to pre pre apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came up with it on a plane when I was flying uh, back to America from China in 2010, mm. and uh, I thought about this girl trapped on a plane. But then I thought that there wasn't really a lot to explore if it's a plane, so <laughs> I turned it into a train, and that was. It's pretty, pretty simple.
0: Uh-huh. <clears throat> Was like uh, anything like Snowpiercer uh, influence on it at all? Or
2: uh, Snowpiercer wasn't out yet when I first come up with it. Go ahead. I mean, the, the idea of it
0: sort of reminds me of, I don't know if you saw that movie Cube from the 90s. Oh, Cube? Cube, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Cube. Because mm-hmm. that whole idea of you're like the infinite, you don't know how long it's going to be. You're, like, yeah. trapped in this place and stuff. No, Cube's an awesome movie.
2: Yeah, Cube's great. Cube and then, uh, what's the sequel? Cube Zero, I think. Was the yeah. second one?
0: I think it's yeah. something like that. I didn't see the it's, second It's, you it's the not second Cube second
2: Square? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, think it is. Is it, is it Cube Cubed? And if, no, I think because if there's a third one, I think that one's then Cube Cubed or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it's something like uh, that. Cube times two. So much you know. potential. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Uh, I mean, I've I've always been kind of into that stuff. Like when I was a kid, I really liked, you know, I really liked Doctor Who. I was really into Doctor <laughs> Who when I was like five and six, and oh, nobody so like, had like classic that... Who. Yeah, like classic cause... Tom Baker. Or what's what Doctor were you into? Tom Baker. Tom Baker was my oh, okay. was my first mm-hmm. Doctor, and it was because like my parents had a bunch of Doctor Who that they'd record off of PBS, and they had it like. It was like one of the first things I could read on the tapes below our TV mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I would just put them in and watch all these doctor who's out of order so I had no idea what was happening yeah. ever <laughs> so but it was it was a lot of fun I really liked I liked Doctor Who and that sort of thing a lot
4: mm-hmm. well there, there's something kind of uh interesting about watching a time travel show in nonlinear or order yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that, that is the weird thing about dr who because nobody Can even see the beginning. So we're all watching it in this weird order.
2: Yeah. It's also kind of funny because when I watched, when I started trying to watch some of the the new Doctor Who, my initial reaction was like, oh, that's weird. Why is it taking place right now? That's so strange. Doctor Who takes place in like the 1970s or whatever, not realizing, like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it always takes place right now. It's just been going on for a thousand years.
0: Well, like, like, in the Tom Baker days, it used to take place. On, like, all alien worlds and spaceships and stuff. Yeah. And now, now it always takes place in London. And it's, I really don't like that. I like Modern
4: the, day London, like, whenever the time yeah. period's being shot in, it's it, like, it, it, there is clearly a uh, time progression.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, what do you have the budget for? You can spend the budget on a bunch of aliens or, like, go outside.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Anyone I talk to from England would say, like, I could never believe it was an alien world because suddenly they're in Scotland or they're, they're in like this this area you know this country version of England. But to me, like I haven't been to England that much, so I'd be like, oh, it's like this is where the Daleks live or something. And it was also. <laughs> Yeah. The the other cool thing about old Who is like you never knew how long each adventure was going to be, so there was always kind of this unpredictability. Whereas when it became always an hour, you're like, oh, he'll, it's like safer. But back in Tom Baker, like some of them would be two and a half hours, some would be an hour and a half. So
4: well, they kind of changed it a little bit, Jim. Uh, one of the most recent seasons they did every episode as a two-parter, kind of going oh, back to that.
0: That's true. But they the way like it wasn't as random as. Uh, at least in Tom Baker, they'd be some that would be like ridiculously long.
2: Like I'd always be surprised, but
0: I don't know. I, I'm i more of a fan of the old stuff,
2: I think. Because that's, that's when also, again, would get really mixed up because I was watching them out of order. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> and, tape I found. <laughs> and you had like,
0: that's when Douglas Adams wrote for Doctor Who. and like, mm. They had a lot of good re- Anyway, sorry, I'm just talking about.
4: <laughs> well, last thing, Doctor last Q. thing. Oh my God. I really would throw out. Is that like old school Doctor Who, at least was kind of cool with their uh, companions and such? Because like at one point he had like a robot dog, he had a, a time lord. Yeah. Now we just always get the same like uh, okay, single white female, and then maybe their 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 partner, yeah, <laughs> maybe their boyfriend. Well, um, I think
2: I think Doctor Who is always going to be a product of its time, so I think. If you give it enough time, it'll change into something else. And these sort of like, oh, it's always like this. It'll feel as you're going. It'll always feel like, oh, it's always like this. But then you'll look back over time and be like, oh, it wasn't always the same. It was a constantly evolving idea. And so I think if you watch Doctor Who that's happening right now, 10 years from now, you'll be like, oh, it was actually changing and different stuff. I just couldn't recognize it because I was too involved with it at the time, I think. Mm,
1: yeah. Oh, hey. So, speaking of companions, what's the deal with the uh, robots? One, the one ones. Where did they come about? What was the idea for them? Uh, I wish. Don't try I could... to put this back on top. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about wish...
2: Who. I wish I could give you a really cool answer. Besides, I drew a circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I drew a circle, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I put a center line down this down the middle, and I was like, I don't know. Basically, what happens is if you're if you're drawing, if you're making a show about a one person, that person needs to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Like kind of, otherwise, otherwise you're going to have a show where a person is talking out loud to themselves all the time, which is weird. Kind of like uh, the Coraline
1: yeah. movie, how uh, they added YB so Coraline doesn't talk to herself all the time. I more mean, like uh, *Tangled*, because Rapunzel, up until like two thirds into production,
4: she literally had no- the Pascal, the lizard, was not a character. So, like they talked about dr- her drawing faces on random objects. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa. So laughs> she, she, she
0: was a straight-up, straight-up crazy person earlier. Yeah, but then adding
4: a uh, a mascot or a small creature that they can talk to and bounce ideas off of it makes them so less crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, that's that's how One One started forming, mm-hmm. and he the split thing happened because, uh, I mean, I made him, and he was just the happy side, and I was like, well, I've seen that a thousand times, haven't we? Like, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. So, I was like, well, it should have something else. What if this? What's the opposite of that? I don't know. Super sad. And then that's how it sort of came about, uh, which is again. All this stuff is very utilitarian Mm -hmm. in in nature, how how it was uh, developed. Yeah. But what was the pitching process? Well, uh, so what had had been going on back then? Um, Toby had made – Toby Jones, my writing partner on regular show Mm -hmm. at the time, he had made AJ's Infinite Summer. And then various people had started making pilots. And I was going like, oh, I kind of – I feel like I could probably make a pile. I could probably do something like that by now. So uh, I had a couple of ideas. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to do. I had one that was based on Galactron, which is like my, my uh, band, my <laughs> alien animated band that I had at the time or before that. And uh, I had Infinity Train. And I wasn't sure what to do with them. So I went and I pitched them. Uh, I went and I told the development executives uh, that I had these like two different ideas and they're sort of like, oh, okay, well, you know, come back to us with them a little further developed and we'll figure out what we can do. And so I sat in my room thinking about them for hours on a weekend and then figured out that I should just probably just pitch one thing and went with infinity train. Cause it was the one that felt at the time I felt the least attached to. So if executives or if anybody was like, Oh, change this, change that, change this. I'd be like, okay, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, It was a lot easier when people would give me notes for me to change things here and there because I wasn't super uh, attached to it. Now I'm extremely attached to it, obviously. (laughs) But but at the time, when it was very early on, I was a lot more loose with it. Uh, And so, let's see, the pitching process. Can I bounce on that?
4: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so because you mentioned you weren't very attached to it. Uh, is that, a, that, that sounds like a somewhat healthy attitude to go towards pet projects because, like, I, I know that, like, a lot of times when you pitch something, it's very rare that your initial idea and then what gets put on the screen is the same. Like, usually there's some kind of g- change uh, through a creative think tank or just executives, you know liking well, to put their hands into things
2: well it's not so much that they want to put their hands like they want it to be the best thing it can be you know like mm-hmm. they're putting they're putting millions of dollars into your project right
3: mm-hmm.
2: they don't they don't want it to suck <laughs> so yeah. they 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 everything that they do is uh, intending to make it better and try to help it to be the best thing it can be um, but yes things do change uh, a lot Often because you find out that your idea, you know, it didn't actually it wasn't actually that good. Like <laughs> there was oh. there's there a kernel of something there. Mm-hmm. But then you find out, well, actually, like this character sort of sucks and this character is not really much going on there or like whatever. You, and you find out over time, oh, I should change these things and you do. so if you're if you're super attached to them, again, yeah, it makes things much harder mm-hmm. to change
4: well, because i because I've had a couple of friends that have pitch shows and such. And mm-hmm. like uh, they, they kind of like warned me of like being too attached to things to the point of like like if you if you show too much development in the pitch, mm-hmm. it might it might like if if you show so much of a baby pet project that doesn't sound like you want to change things, executives might not be as interested in working with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, have well, you ever like run across that?
2: Well, one of the theories that I also sort of abide by is that you know you're working with the executives. So if you come to them with a finished product, uh, you're not really working with them. You're telling them, this is what I'm going to make. Like, this is the thing. And, you know, the executives are humans. Like, we're all a bunch of people and we want to care about the thing that we're making and feel involved in it somehow. So if you come to somebody with a completely finished thing, it's a little alienating, you know? So, So it's good to have some leeway there so that you know they as people can um get involved and you're going to be working with them for a year or two or three or eight or whatever so you know it's a it's a big group project it's it's there's so many people to get involved that if you get so super attached to one thing it's just not going to it's not going to fly in a group atmosphere
1: mm-hmm. definitely but can you say any major changes that went from start to finish like before the pilot
2: Oh, well, like, um, the number on her hand, I didn't originally have that. Mm. That was, that was a, uh, executive note was that, like, they, they said that they didn't feel like there was enough of a push, uh, for her to move forward on the train. And so they're like, could there be something that, like, sort of propels that? And I was like, okay, (laughs) I came up with the number on my hand. She's
1: on a train. She wants Uh, to get off. That's, that's, that should be enough push. Yeah. uh... Well, but, but,
2: you know, if there wasn't enough of a reason for her to like, well, why doesn't she just stay in one car that's the ideal car? Or, like, why doesn't, yeah. you know, she, she could stop at any moment and just wait for the train to stop or something like anything. So there's got to be something to like propel her forward, uh, an external pressure. Mm-hmm. That's not just not just an internal pressure, but next you need both, both forces yeah. to move a story along.
1: But obviously, you can't say why, how she got on the train or how she met these robots, right?
2: <laughs> no, I can't. I'm
1: yeah, sorry. That's, that's what a lot of people ask, and like, you can't, you can't ask that. That's a spoiler. But
2: um, that's a that's time can't do that one.
1: But why a girl main character is one thing a
2: lot of people ask. Yeah, that's a, that's an odd question. Uh, because I, it's just, I don't know why not. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't everybody bored with boys? Because I am.
1: Um. Like, <laughs> oh. No one's gay, so <laughs> I, to, I, do, I do
4: want to say props for getting Ashley Johnson. I absolutely loved her performance. Oh, oh she was yeah, so that was uh that, that leads into a question I really wanted to ask was yeah, go ahead. uh because you have you have a- Ashley Johnson, you have uh Eddie Hudson, and Bernie I can't Hudson. remember the name of the, the two people, the the one ones characters, but how did casting come along?
2: Okay, uh so casting Basically, what happens is when you're casting for a pilot or if casting for anything, you uh, get your casting director and uh, they sort of they send out this call for actors and the actors will you give them like a, a script that's got maybe like five lines on it. And then they in their homes or in their studio time or whatever they have, they end up with this this page of lines and they're told maybe like you're a dog uh, say these lines (laughs) and then that's what they do. (laughs) And they have like no direction or anything. So (laughs) they just speak in this void about what (laughs) these dog lines or something. and Then, um, you end up getting this list of like a hundred or more people saying the same line over and over and over again. And they have to find among those lines, the best ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ernie Hudson and Jeremy Crutchley were both. Jeremy Crutchley played one uh, one uh, the happy half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Crutchley and uh, Ernie Hudson both came from that process, and uh, that's. There that was just me like going through, and Ernie Hudson was one. Was like the one of the ones that popped out immediately. I was like, "Oh, that's definitely he's like my number one." Uh, and it's kind of interesting because like I'm not even. You're not even really looking at the names because you're just sitting in like, in like this this weird zone where you're just pressing next, 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 next. Just listening to the same lines over and over again from different people. And you don't even like see who the people are that are saying them. Uh, <laughs> so you're just, you just so keep going. No, bias. no, yeah. I mean, you can. You can look at the names, but I'm also terrible with names. So <laughs> it's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, you just sit there next, next, next. And, like, Ernie Hudson's popped up. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Who's this? Ernie Hudson? Okay, all right. And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, okay, Ernie Hudson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy Crutchley was the only one, person who played 1-1 one, one, um, not stupid, <laughs> which I think was... Helpful. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I always hear stories that when uh, casting robots, everybody always tries to do a robot voice, or no, no one's ever sure how to voice a robot properly.
2: Well, that's. I remember that I hear heard that something about that for like Bender and Futurama, but yeah. it, it's. I think. I think enough time has gone by since that has happened that people generally are more likely to treat robots as like a normal speaking voice, mm-hmm. and all my all the voices that I got were relatively normal, except that like for whenever they were doing the happy one, it was always like, oh, I'm happy. I'm happy one. I'm like, that's oh. not, <laughs> that's not what I want.
3: <laughs> um,
2: and then, uh, Ashley Johnson was, she was actually one of the people that I, uh, I asked for, like, I didn't ask for many people. I couldn't really have any specific voices in mind, but Ashley Johnson, I asked for because of, uh, last of us, uh, like, hmm. I was, when I was sitting there, I was trying to figure out voices. And I was like, I know what she sounds like in my head. I know, I have this, like, this, it's, like, slightly, there's some rasp in there a little bit. Like, there's this character that she sounds kind of like this. And then I played Last of Us, and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I was freaking out. And, like, that was, that was how I asked for her. She was, so, she was did great. you play uh, Last of Us as it came
4: out, or like what was the time frame no, no. of the the production of this?
2: i I find so little time to play games and stuff. So last of us was when I like it was like, when was that in production? That was twenty like I played last of us, yeah, I played Last of Us years after it had come out, but mm-hmm. so. basically,
4: I was trying to gauge like how long was the production of this short. Um, so like, like when you're doing casting, I assume that's kind of early on while you're doing storyboards. So, you know, Oh, okay. So that would mean this was in this
2: place. Okay. Uh, well casting, that wouldn't happen when you're doing storyboards because the way that, uh, the way that pilots work is that you're approved at different like levels. So I was approved to make a show Bible. Right. And then I got paid for that. And then if they like the show Bible, then they will approve the next step. And so it goes step by step by step. So I got approved for show Bible and then I got approved for thumbnail boards and then I got approved for final boards. And then they're like, yes, we want to approve you to make a pilot out of these boards. And so then it's like it could have been killed at any one of those steps. Mm. Uh, So the actual casting doesn't happen until after. After they approve it and they, they green light it and they say, yes. We want to do this. Um, so, but, you know, but when you're, when you're boarding it, you're thinking about it, you know, like you're obviously, you're writing with certain voices in your head and that's, you know, you start thinking yeah. about these characters and stuff. So I, I remember like while I was boarding it, I was, I was writing down every time I heard a song on the radio that I was like, oh, I kind of like this woman's voice. I'd write her name down or like it happened all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about it for months.
1: Although I still hear her as uh, Tara from Teen Titans. Uh-huh. Or Gwen from 10. Oh yeah. Or or this one Bible cartoon called Bible Angel Wars, but no one knows what that is. But um no. Since you had one episode of pitch a cartoon, were you debating with yourself what location to show in the train?
2: Uh yes. Because uh when you when you come up with a pilot and they give you this the they ask you to do the show bible for a show bible for anyone who's not familiar is like a it's like a book that just says everything there is to know about the show it says what all the characters are like who what the locations are what the story is like it shows everything you could possibly know about the show in this one big pamphlet Mm -hmm. uh so uh sure where was i going with this what was the question
1: again um were were you debating on which uh locations to show in the train
2: yeah 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 so, uh, figuring out where, I, which story, cause I had a bunch of different stories that I thought were interesting, you know, that I wanted to do. Uh, and so figuring out which story to do was kind of a thing, like figuring out that I wanted to do the Corgi one versus like, you know, one of the other ones that I had. And you can only show so many locations because otherwise it starts getting messy. and It's not very focused, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're doing like a Unless, you're, unless that's the aesthetic you're going for, which I wasn't. So,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, I chose the Corgi's one because it seemed like you can, if you, like Infinity Train, it can go lighthearted and it can also get a lot darker. Yeah. And I wanted something that could just ride right down the middle between these two things so I could show people that like, yeah, I can go this direction, but also
1: that's what a lot of cartoons are doing now. Like they're innocent <laughs> and then they just go into some other dimension levels of territory. Yeah.
2: Love it. But, uh, why corgis? <laughs> Again, this is another one where it just feels like kind of a boring story, but it's, that's what it is. It's, uh, I bought a Cintiq and, uh, this was, this was in the middle of me trying to figure out what story I want to do for infinity train. I bought a Cintiq and it was my first Cintiq and I was like, all right, cool, sweet. I got this Cintiq, nice big Cintiq HD. This is great. I set it up and I like went over to it with my pen. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to draw something on my Cintiq and I sat there for 10 minutes with nothing to draw. <laughs> I Couldn't figure out I couldn't figure out what to do with this thing. So I texted my girlfriend and I was like, what should I draw on my Cintiq? And she was, and she has a corgi. So she was like, a corgi. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I did it. And uh, <laughs> uh, and the corgi ended up drawing was based more on my corgi that I had when I was a kid. And so I was like, oh, well, that's that's kind of fun. And I remembered how much I like liked my corgi. And so I decided to do it that way.
0: <laughs> I am Atticus, king and uniter of the Cardigans and the Pembrokes. I extend to you my greetings.
3: Hi, I'm Tulip. I like books.
0: Welcome, Tulip the literate, to Corginia
4: the corgi character i've seen a lot of popularity out of it uh-huh. um so i'm kind of curious about like because uh, i think a lot of people are kind of hoping that he becomes part of the group uh-huh. but if it, but it didn't like story-wise it didn't i don't i don't know if that's necessarily where it goes and i'm sure this is probably one of those uh, can't tell you spoilers but like um did, did you have a decision made if he was going to join the group and has the fan reaction if the story continues would you incorporate him into the main group after seeing so many people so excited about him?
2: Well, um, I don't, I don't do, uh, I don't make choices like that based on fan reaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I did do that, it would just be a mess. Like if you make any sort of choices based on fan reactions, you would end up just making the same story over and over again. And it wouldn't work. It would, it would not, it wouldn't work, but That said, uh, Atticus was extremely fun to write. (laughs) So uh, it'd be hard to say, no, Atticus can't be in further journeys. Yeah.
1: And also Ernie Hudson's my favorite Ghostbuster. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, and uh, also, th- Ernie Hudson is like the nicest man he's so easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. i would he's he's a dream
1: some <laughs> props to you,
4: sir, because like I showed that short whenever like a new short comes out. I teach two d animation here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, hey, here's some inspiration. Let's watch this thing. New short came out. I really enjoyed it. And just so you know, every single, like, the corgi joke that got the biggest laugh was the one where it's like, do you want to go outside? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> as well as the, the the picking up thing, like, the entire classroom laughed. So, props <laughs> to you.
2: That's great. Mm-hmm. I I really appreciate that. Like, it's it's sort of like, I, I have this thing where I, I watch reaction videos to Infinity Train. Like, I've never found... I've never been interested in reaction videos, but I was out there kind of like, eh, I'm not really. I don't care. I don't watch someone else react to something. But then because it's the thing that I made, <laughs> I'm much more like, oh, what did they laugh at? Oh, they laughed at that. Oh, he has no reaction to that. That's interesting. And You would start like super overanalyzing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of fun.
1: <laughs> how did you respond to all the views online and how there's all these analysis videos popping up for one pilot episode? Uh...
2: Uh, I love it. Mostly, I'm just I'm just grateful. Like it's, I didn't expect uh, this amount of love for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was seriously expecting like after a week or maybe two to get like fifty thousand views and like that was it. Uh, and then I would have to, I would just be like, okay, well there it is, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's it's most it's really nice because you you spend so much time like up in your own head trying to figure out like, is this good? I think so. I don't know. And you just like people like when you're in charge of it, they go like, do you want, do you want the background to look like this? Do you want the character to look like this? Do you want the joke to be like this? And you do all this stuff and you keep in to be like, yes, no, yeah, no. And you just have to guide yourself based on nothing,
3: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: just based on what you think maybe it should be like. And then when it finally goes online and other people are reacting to it, the way that you were hoping they would feel, it just it's very it feels very nice it's it's so satisfying and just i just feel overwhelmed and happy
1: yeah <laughs> but um as for the uh, near the end of the uh, pilot uh how complicated was it to animate that one tentacle monster cuz i know you made a uh, big blog post explaining the huge process of it
2: well uh first off i think the when, you, when you, you sent me some of these questions beforehand, I think the question in the email actually says, how complicated was it to animate the individual testicles on the Wait, monster? No, oh, no, did I? Oh. Okay. oh, no. So I'll talk about that. First off, it's sort of like oh. they're heavy and they swing around a lot. Oh. So you have to make sure that when you animate it, it's sort of like two clementines in a, in a plastic bag, you know? So you have to make sure it's got a lot of secondary motion stuff like that.
1: <laughs> I'm che- I'm gonna check that email and I'm gonna see if I really did send that or you're just lying.
2: <laughs> you did. It's really funny. <laughs>
4: um, that particular character. Because actually, jumping back to Doctor Who, uh, uh-huh. when the when the mass is removed, it's got flaming gears. Was that inspired at all by the girl in the fireplace? The, the mechanical monsters from there.
2: I don't. I don't know what you're referencing, so I guess not. I guess not. Uh, uh, was, uh, Go ahead.
4: In Doctor Who, uh, there's an episode with the David Tennant era where, like, they the there's a ship that's connected to um, France, and there's a the mechanics are like these robots that have like masks on, but when you take off the mask, they're nothing but gears.
2: Oh, was that the one that was like, they had mat. It was like, I don't know what They were they were like mechanical people or something. I feel like I know the one you're talking about. Uh, well, no, no, it wasn't, (laughs) but, but yeah, I know, I know the episode you're talking about, I think, um, no, it was based on, uh, nothing's super strong. Like I, it's like anything, it's an amalgamation of whatever it is that you're thinking of at the time. Like I, I thought of the steward when I was driving through, uh, Yosemite and I was listening to my friend Dario by Vitalik, uh, Vitalik, I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought of when I was listening to a song. So that's what popped up. And the insides of it were like because I felt like there should be something horrifying under there in some way, you know. (laughs) So that's that's what ended up being there. If you did, did you? you, Sorry, I I know we got into jokes about the. Uh, testicles, but uh, is there?
1: Gotta check the email. Yep, I really did send it. Th- send that in. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think autocorrect on his mind. It could have been autocorrect, but yeah, I'll link below the uh, the blog post where you describe the entire process of that uh, <laughs> the uh, tentacle monster.
2: Yeah, it was. That was that was very uh, hard uh, and time consuming. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it's as shown in the blog post, it's very much like he, like uh, Rick Farmalo had come up with had, had uh, animated all this stuff and then it still wasn't quite exactly where he needed to and then I had to draw over it again and it just took a really long time because it's a bunch of swirly legs all over the place, mm-hmm. you know? Then you want the legs to move as sort of a mass but still continue to have their own sort of mind. Each leg has its own sort of thought process behind it, so it's, it was a complex yeah complex thing to do <laughs>
1: by the end of it where you're like i am never animating that again
2: yeah <laughs> uh basically I, I remember there was there was a point when i showed it to my uh my supervising producer and I went like yeah so this is this is my finished version of the animation and he was like Oh, okay so maybe we can change this later I, I just want to maybe we can print this out and like we can draw on it again and i was like no 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 <laughs> It's I just done. put all this into the computer. I just did all this stuff inside the computer. We're not gonna print it out and do it in 2D again by hand. Uh no. <laughs> it's finished. Just let it go. Yes.
0: It's it's done.
1: <laughs> okay, but um a lot of people are comparing uh Infinity Train to this one episode of Adventure Time with a similar premise. Did that did that have anything
2: to do with this? Uh no. Okay. But uh I can I can I remember the moment that I found out about that, in, uh, adventure time episode very clearly because I was terrified, oh. <laughs> which was, uh, I was talking to Cole Sanchez who works on adventure time. And, uh, he came up to my office and I was like, "Yeah, man, check out this uh, thing I'm working on. It's called Infinity Train." He goes, "Ooh, ah, uh, ah, mm, uh, Infinity Train." Mm, mm, uh, mm. And I was like, what, "What? What's what's up?" I was like, "Well, uh, we just made an episode on Adventure Time that was uh, had an, a train in on it that like spun spun in a circle and had a bunch of infinity symbols on it." And I was like, "No, you didn't." I was, <laughs> I was I was so terrified. And then uh, he showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh, well, okay. This has nothing." they have nothing to do with each other yeah. except the word infinity train. So, I it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's close when not there's nothing I, to like.
0: But Yeah, um, I mean I mean you do it in a very different way. So, it's like yeah. that's like what art is is you take you know, you it's how you, what you do with it, not just what it's about.
2: So. Well, I mean, there's there's certain things that are just out there, ideas that are out there in the world, you know, and people do whatever they're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never Claimed that Infinity Train is like the one hundred percent most original thing that is ever going to grace this earth. Uh, so you know it's going to be taking from other things that I like and things that I don't like sometimes, or things that I don't even know that I'm taking from, or like who knows, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's no way to but that's, think that that's
0: stuff. fine. You don't need. It doesn't matter if it's original as long as it's enjoyable, you know? That's, Cause that's like what you want it because like Star Wars isn't original at all. Yeah. It's like so many different things and that's like you know i think nobody really cares that it takes from all these things so i, I think it doesn't matter as long as you're, you're what the end result is is good and enjoyable what, yeah
2: but um is there an ending planned uh i have i have an ending uh that i have planned yes yes Can so you it's tell not us? infinite at all yeah what the heck I can't, I can't, I can't yeah, tell you, Tell us about but... the ending in great detail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just ruin it for everybody.
2: <laughs> but um, The ending is just the ending of, uh, uh shit, now my joke doesn't work. <laughs> 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 well, know, this I is like how that. jokes work. Sometimes you start... Not start, so infinite, is it now? about it all ends. Sometimes you start going with a joke and you're like, yeah, this is gonna... Oh, no, I didn't figure out a punchline. Well... <laughs> but if it gets greenlit, what can we expect? You can expect me not to tell anybody because I wouldn't be allowed yeah. to until it was oh. announced publicly by Cartoon Network.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, if it was greenlit, you can expect that I would start staffing up and then uh, my life would become hell for a while, probably. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, but, you know, trying to make yeah. cool stuff.
1: All right. But the last few questions not related to Infinity infinite train but uh how was you how did you get to work on regular show
2: um that is so what happened was uh toby started working on regular show um because he answered some tweet or something through that jg had put out Mm -hmm. uh toby was my roommate in freshman year of college and then i was living in china And I was a teacher over there for three years. And I was like, I think I'm probably ready to move back to the U S. So I decided uh, to put out some feelers to people being like, Hey, I'm going to move back to the U S. Anybody have anything that some sort of inkling of what I could do for a job? I was thinking I want to go into animation again, but I don't know. My plan was like live in a car until I (laughs) get a job. Uh, but Toby was like, Oh, I think we might be looking for a new board artist on regular show. I'll send you the test. And I took the test and, uh, JG liked the test, mm-hmm. which was uh, crazy to me because I was like, uh, like writing it all in a void in China. Like I had no one to bounce my jokes <laughs> off of, so I was just like, I think this is funny. I don't know, and I sent it off. You were just <laughs> and, in a uh, room full of storyboards, <laughs> laughing to yourself. Yeah, I was in a I was in a deep dark dungeon with no windows, <laughs> uh, just drawing drawing jokes and lollipops. You were yeah. just showing
1: it to like stuffed animals, hoping they will laugh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and they did't which is why it was so hard to figure out what was funny and not <laughs> oh but what did you study? I studied animation ah. uh I went to school I went to the Minneapolis college of art and Design mm-hmm. and uh I studied animation that was my that was my major
1: okay, and I think the final question is um what were your favorite cartoons growing up
2: um <laughs> I think if if you if you name like normal cartoons that kids watched in the early '90s, uh, those are probably the cartoons. So that would be like Ninja Turtles or
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that would move into like Rugrats and uh, mm-hmm. I like Powerpuff Girls and Courage and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't. The cartoons that I watched don't really have as big of an influence on my work now because I didn't really get into. 2d cartoons and stuff until like college yeah like that was when i realized i liked 2d before that i was all about like 3d like special effects like that's what i wanted to do i wanted to go into special effects like mm-hmm. animation special effects and stuff like that um and i liked game design and that sort of thing hmm. so uh cartoons yeah they weren't a huge part of my life yeah but- they were but i mean you know, not not as much as I think some of my uh, peers.
1: What got you back into two D animation?
2: Uh, well, actually, it was Julia Vickerman. <laughs> uh, if you don't oh. know Julia,
1: oh yeah, the Go ahead. she made twenty one forever. Oh, forever tw- twelve forever. 20. Okay, forever.
2: I was thinking forever twenty one. The she, store. She founded the, the company. <laughs> what? Forever twenty one, and she is a millionaire. What? Yeah. <laughs>
4: No, no, <laughs> yeah. uh, 21 Forever is the, uh, sequel. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? Uh, no. Oh. She,
2: she, she made... <laughs>
1: really? Really, Pam? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just learning these things. You never know. She
2: made... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> she made 12 Forever. Uh, but she was, she went to my school too. And she was, uh, a senior when I was a freshman. And her senior film, uh, was like the first time that I'd ever, her senior film was called, I don't remember what it was called, but it was about this guy and his, the dates that he went on and like the girls that he met through his life Mm -hmm. and to his daughter and meeting, like meeting women in general. And it was like the first time that I'd ever seen a cartoon, like a two dimensional cartoon that wasn't an anime that I hated at the time. I absolutely hated anime.
4: Uh-oh.
2: Uh oh. At the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice save. It's, <laughs> no, it's just the truth. Uh, I was very stupid. Uh, I, I absolutely hate. Like I, it was the only first time I'd ever seen a two dimensional cartoon that wasn't anime or like a happy, stupid, like cartoons like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. And so it was this eye opening experience with her senior project it was so weird really kind of funny uh yeah that
1: sort of happened to me when i saw uh, two in the a.m. p.m. and regular show
2: it, it was it was it, it changed it changed me a lot yeah that cartoon it was really really funny for mm-hmm. so for like a four minute little short senior project
1: <laughs> yeah but i think that's all the questions unless anybody else has anything um, let's see here. I covered the, cause I really want to know production
4: stuff and I feel like I got all those out and as well as casting, mm-hmm. um, and you got all the inspirational stuff, like where cool. things come from. How about you,
0: Jim, um,
1: did you have think. some regular uh, show questions, Jim?
2: Oh yeah, I guess I could have.
0: Oh, well, I guess what well, was it like working with JG Quintel and working on reg- regular show?
2: Um, it was very educational. <laughs> it was, Uh it was, uh, fun and educational. Like I, JG, um, has, is very good at taking like an 11 minute story and making it as clear as possible. Like, like this person has these influences and they are affected by this thing that is happening to them and they're going to go do this, you know, like he's really, really, really good at that.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh Uh, there've been a lot of cartoons that I've watched where I've been like, why is this happening? Who's doing, why is that, what's going on? You know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that rarely, rarely ever happens in regular show. And that's, I think a lot because of JG. And so that's something that he taught me a lot of as I think, as well as like, you know, basic stuff that you're supposed to learn when you storyboard, like screen direction or, you know, kind of, properly draw inside of a frame so it looks good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. sorry do, do you still work on regular show or are you i don't my stuff on regular show is all wrapped up and over with mm-hmm. and we just had a that feel... party like on thursday i think yeah it's over nice yeah oh. how'd you feel about the last season being in space uh i was very very pro space when jg <laughs> oh, hey, was first uh, pushing it when he was when we're not pushing it when he was going like should we go to space I was like yeah yeah let's go to space who the fuck cares let's just do whatever we want <laughs> like, that was that was that was me yelling at him in a hallway uh, <laughs> that's like a very Mordecai and Rigby response
3: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah so I was very heavily pushing space because I was like yeah whatever let's just try I'd rather try something new than still do the same thing we've been doing for seven seasons yeah you know yeah. that's what every rather...
1: 80s cartoon does just take it to space like fonzie in space yeah. or whatever
2: yeah and i was like hell i mean it was really kind of funny because i remember at the time people would say online like oh regular shows really jump the shark now really jump the shark and then when I was, <laughs> when we were when we were discussing going to space i was like oh they have no idea what jumping the shark is <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll show them
1: we're going to circle yeah. the earth yeah. to jump the whole
2: shark yeah, we're jumping the shark we're flying way out of the sky it's going to be oh man are we jumping that shark
1: we're going to fly in reverse <laughs> in reverse time save Lois Lane yeah. it's going to be crazy
0: they'll, they'll be, I'm going to jump the shark so hard by the time I go back <laughs> in space, there'll be no sharks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be yeah. like um that one space movie where time slows down or speeds up. Oh spacium, yeah, spacium, something is, like is that.
0: Is there a, re- a regular show episode that you're like particularly proud of working on it, or one that like either you or everyone was like, oh yeah, this is the one? Uh,
2: I have I have a couple. I mean, yeah, I have a couple that I'm very like yeah I'm very proud of that. So like, uh, I really liked. Gamers Never Say Die. Oh yeah. Which was which was the one about going on a quest to get this um, to find Morimoto. Oh yes. Goonies thing. Yeah. Golden game badge. Uh, I liked that one. Because I got to do a lot more in the way of like sort of cinematic style shots, where the shots were a little unusual for regular show. Mm-hmm. And that was we got to include a bit of like mystery and like stuff like that in it, which I love, obviously. Uh <clears throat> and then also I really liked working on Brilliant Century Duck Crisis special.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Which was, yeah. And I'm it, really proud of that one.
1: Didn't it start out as just making fun of the weird toys from that the those miscolored toys that a regular show had as official merchandise? What are you talking about I have no idea i don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that thing was ridiculous the uh, all these anime references
2: and such.
0: Yeah, that one was so good.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. I remember after that one like Toby 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 knows a lot about anime and I know very little as I said cuz he grew up liking it and I grew up hating it. So I've only <laughs> in the past I've only in the past few years been like, "Oh, okay, so I'll watch this one okay." And then it's like slowly working my way into the massive culture that is anime. Uh, mm. but like Toby, like he was able to go like, Oh yeah. So there's like this space fighting, this fighting show and this fighting show and this, and then he could like list off all these things. And so I had to sit there and like study, <sighs> like I had never seen Evangelion at that point, And like, I didn't know anything. So I was sitting there like studying all this stuff and trying to get into it to like, make it sort of feel like that. And, uh, I remember people online were calling me, like, uh, were saying, like, oh, there's such weeboos or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what that word is. I don't know what that means. I <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, I didn't know what any of this stuff meant. Uh, but I tried really hard. <laughs> oh,
1: the important thing is you yeah. tried. Yeah. yeah. Huh, but I think that's all for the questions.
4: I have one. Oh, have okay. One last one. It's the yeah. most important one, of course. Yeah. Um,
2: How do you feel about the movie Monster Trucks? What? What I I will see that (laughs) I think everyone will see it. I am absolutely going to see that movie. I don't know when or how or where I'm going to see it, but I will see it. I can see myself I can (sighs) see myself seeing it on an airplane. Uh, uh, no it, it they, I
0: heard they can't play it on airplanes because it'll literally make the plane explode. Oh, <laughs> it's too awesome that is it'll, very dangerous that's yeah I read that that like United is like we won't play a movie that awesome. the yeah. plane will explode That's why they won't play the triple X movies oh, on no. a plane either <laughs> that's the same reason I get that that's a that's yeah um, too much awesome yeah
1: <laughs> okay, but is that all for the questions? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Owen, for showing up Hi. and doing an interview with us. Yeah, no problem. You. Yeah. hope I could, hope could help somehow.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, th- yeah. I think we, I think we got a little bit of insight on for people who are interested in animation. Yeah, uh, people are curious about your story. I think the, like, you know, just knowing, like, like, like I said, a lot of people are really excited about the Corgi character. So <laughs> knowing that you're like, hey, eh, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing them back. You know, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like an avatar of you. Okay. you
2: know? me uh i i guess you, corgi corgi or whatever whatever you want you could go with um I the, I've got the, that the robot looking yeah, i've got the robot i've got the goofy looking one on twitter where it's like my arms are all crazy looking uh, or like i don't know i'll use that anything to, yeah I, I i trust you to figure it out you'll be you'll be you'll do
1: <laughs> yeah this podcast should be up uh this tuesday on youtube okay yeah okay hmm cool
2: well, uh, it was good talking with you guys. Yep, good talking good time, to you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, Izzy, you're the greatest.
4: <laughs> Why
1: monster <laughs> trucks?
4: Because they recently released a poster of it, and it's
0: awful. Like, it's so bare bones. I just I just think that was like, I did not see that coming. Oh. I did it for you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so, just uh... knowing your
4: genuine laugh there, though.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm embarrassed when I see movies with people who don't. Know this podcast, but are friends with me, and they're like, they like two trucks come they're like, that's so dumb. And they turn to me, and my, I'm like grinning ear to ear, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm so excited, you don't know, it's gotta be amazing. I'm gonna see it twice that night, the preview night.
1: <laughs> oh boy, what happened to Nolan? So he, family came uh, over.
4: I, I, he didn't specify but yeah he like he couldn't okay. record so he just kind of exited. i felt really bad because i realized that like he he mentioned uh, the the character plays gwen i know he's probably wanting to ask something about it but like oh. there there was like four questions that i really wanted to ask casting was a big one mm-hmm. so like i jumped at the chance just to make sure that the the because i try to like keep my conversation my my topics uh close to what we're talking about so the narrative stays the same versus it feeling like there's like a detour
3: yeah
0: Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm like I'm like the reverse. (laughs) reverse.
4: (laughs) We balance each other
0: out, Jim. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I threw it in there, and I was like, "Oh man, he probably wanted to ask more." And then uh, I guess by time he was able to like get back to his subject, he he had to mute his mic.
1: Okay. Yeah. But Nolan's gone. But three of us are still here. Owen abandoned us, and so did Nolan.
0: But you guys want to get into the news?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Oh, are we gonna do talk about the adult swim thing or no? What adult you know swim where? thing? About their right their alt right comedy show and how people <laughs> wanted to cancel and like people are quitting Adult Swim because of it. I don't know of this. Oh, I don't know enough about it to really discuss it at yeah. length. But there's like an alt-right comedy show on <laughs> Adult Swim. And Mike Lazzo. apparently he like likes the controversy of it, but like everyone's like, Yeah, but this is like the alt-right, dude, like, and they've had to take out Nazi symbols from it um, before it airs. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. What, uh, yeah. I have no idea what this is at all. So well, you could be making stuff up and I have no
0: idea. No, I, no, I, I no. Googled it. I literally, like, as you started talking about it, there's a BuzzFeed article about it. Hey. Yeah, that's the one I read. But anyway, we don't know enough about it yeah. to talk about. I just thought I'd bring it story, up.
1: Don't uh-huh. worry, guys. It's alt-right because it's saved by the bell. Damn
0: it, man. Yeah. You know what? I I'm pretty sure someone's made that joke already. I'm not Damn sure it. if this is going in the podcast or right not. But part of me wants. It I'm since. keeping that <laughs> shitty pun in. <laughs> it's alt right.
3: Well,
0: that's probably that. Anyone who's in the alt right is probably like, I like that show except for Lisa,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: and maybe Screech,
1: because
0: <laughs> oh. I'm sure there's lots of questions about Screech.
1: nobody likes Screech in general. Like, he screwed up big time.
0: Yeah, didn't he, like,
1: do a porn or something?
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) That happened. And that's canon with Saved by the Bell. Oh, of course,
1: yes. It's in the same universe. (laughs)
4: By the way, I'm on BuzzFeed right now, like, reading that article, and I I did the worst thing and scrolled through the comments, and, like, someone actually refers
1: to BuzzFeed as CuckFeed. Your first mistake was going on BuzzFeed. (laughs)
4: Yeah, well, I googled it. I just went like random Google, and that was the first thing that popped oh, up. Boy. You know, it's, uh, Un- uh, there's no real uh, yeah. All, all the articles about this is uh, but oh no, uh, the Atlantic and Business Insider. Twenty cartoons also- that were
1: totally alt right. <laughs> I don't even know what
4: this Wait, means really?
1: at all.
0: What is alt right? Oh, it's 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 basically the the it's kind of what Donald Trump represents. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's like the alternative uh oh, conservative movement.
4: Boring. So like me and Nolan talked about it and we never got to pan, but like I really we, we, I came up with the idea that pan should not be in the podcast for a little bit okay. because uh, cuz our D- Donald Trump's the the president, so <laughs> he would be uh he would be a <laughs> he would be pushed out of the country oh. so and then you would like come um, like like you'd be like yeah he got deported um you know no straight now and i pretend to be a guy you know to, to support the american dream and then like you would just bust in and be like no wall can hold me
1: mr corvidach <laughs> tear
4: down this wall i do have one more one more Political thing we can move on was I kind of really hope that the wall isn't actually a physical wall, and it's just Donald Trump's idea for a reality show where um, immigrants can do a American Gladiator style sets of challenges for their rights to be a citizen. Sign of the me States.
0: up. Well, apparently they even said part of it, he goes, "Well, part of it will be a fence," and mm-hmm. I was like, "What? This He's is a, a rip-off. Off. You build we a fucking the, wall. We get the video on demand version of a wall. Come on." <laughs> Oh. That's, what I, that's what I call Fences. <laughs>
3: Gee whiz. That's
0: amazing. It's, it's like the cheaper... Anyway, I'll stop riffing on Fences at all. Well. All right, no, we don't have to talk about... No, I no, just, no.
4: Fences has had it too good for too long. Whoa. People need to know. People need to be aware.
0: <laughs> but yeah, people in the comments are going to be like, man, Jim really, really st- said the truth about Fences. Finally, somebody.
4: Well no one's on the fence for fences, okay? <laughs> like
1: you're on one side or the other. No no one's this, on issue.
0: The this is CNN.
1: We lost to China again, but uh news. Young Justice season 3 is actually happening. The long canceled uh W uh C, CW T, DC show. I, I got my Acronyms confused. That's all, folks. (laughs) But yes, Young Justice Season 3, like this show that was canceled a couple years ago and everyone was freaking out, is finally getting a new season. And although they haven't said what network it's going to be on, so I'm thinking they're – I'm I'm hoping they do Netflix, yeah. Okay, well, first of all,
4: if anyone's shocked by this news, uh, wake up. Because, like, as soon as Netflix starts spreading the rumors that they're thinking about bringing it back – they most likely already had, like, contracts being worked up and signed. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't... It, it, rumors doesn't just happen in the, in this day and age. And the, the, I feel like most rumors are planned to see how people react to it. I guarantee that was to build-up hype. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, like, uh, with Voltron, like, action cartoons seem to,
0: like, will have a better chance on Netflix
1: since Voltron just took off in popularity instantly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also action cartoons, like, like I've tried to get into action cartoons and you basically have to have them set on your DVR or you're going to miss them. Cause I yeah. totally miss like that guardians of the galaxy cartoon. I was genuinely excited. I still have not seen it. Uh, like I still haven't. And it's been, I think it's in season three or something. Oh like, wow. What? It's, yeah, it's at least in season two, but it's like with action cartoons, no one, no entertainment sites write about them ever. It's hard to find out when they premiere And with Netflix, you can just go, oh, Voltron's on. Oh, cool. But I think a lot of people who would watch like Guardians of the Galaxy or even that Star Wars show don't because they don't know when it's on and it's on a network they never watch. So if you're on Netflix, which you already have and know how to get to and search and everything – it's a lot easier, you know? So I think that's probably why Voltron did so well. It's
4: Like, I'm invested in Ninja accident. Turtles, the that TV show, but I literally don't know when it airs because I don't have TV unless they, the black nerd does a video <laughs> review. And I'm like, all right, cool. Not watching this video, but I'm going to go find this episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, and then I, I mean, watch that, it occasionally. The, that's, video.
0: They need to respect... Uh, I mean, we've talked about action shows don't get made as much anymore, but I feel like... Even when they do, they don't get the respect that they deserve. You know, mm-hmm. like that's been going on. Even Spectacular Spider-Man. Like I still have been telling people about that show who are Spider-Man fans, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And then they'll go watch it. Like they were so unaware of it. So.
4: Yeah,
0: oh, I'm super stoked. I have it on Blu-ray. What like, Spectacular? Sp- spectacular. Yeah. Sp- I have that too. It's really cool.
4: So it's good. Cool. Like really for good. for anyone that's like been like jonesing for like Spider-Man and that Ultimate crap that come out yeah. where it's got like Drake Bell uh, which was a parody of Spider-Man now being Spider-Man uh, like that's awful but like Spectacular Spider-Man while it, it's a little jarring for art style because a lot of people aren't used to like more uh, l- less for a better term shibby because the heads are bigger mm-hmm. uh, but like uh, Spectacular Spider-Man has a more uh, western look than comic book like western car- animation but the storytelling it's Greg Wiseman uh, it's the same guy who does Young Justice but like um Spectacular Spider-Man, just like the cream of the crop when it comes to his work, because
0: oh yeah, every,
4: it just every villain is set up beforehand, everything's perfectly intertwined. It's just, and it's isn't it so a whole? Good.
0: It's a whole school year, right? Uh, Do I have I that so. wrong? Yeah, it's yeah. like the changing of seasons because Spider-Man is a New York superhero. Like, he's very New York, right? And part of New York is the changing of the seasons and being able to see, like, winter, fall, summer, and all that stuff. And Spider-Man has all that in there, and it feels, like, so cool because you feel like you're progressing through the... It's through the school year. It's like Harry Potter at Hogwarts or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I like that.
4: Plus, it has both Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. So yeah, it don't does. Have
0: to choose. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't, and Spider-Man has a hard time choosing also.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Also... The, the build-up with the, the, the Symbiont suit is so good. Oh, like, no,
0: the, the Symbiont suit stuff is is my favorite. I think better than any cartoon or movie has ever done. It's so good. Like, just remarkable. Because, like, without spoiling
4: too much for those who haven't seen it, they bring in the Symbiont suit the same time they bring the Sinister Six. And, like, that fight scene. Look it up on YouTube. It's so good. Uh, no, it's...
0: It is... Oh, that is a great fight scene.
4: The dialogue yeah. in that, too, like... Because I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, and then, like, going back and rewatching, I'm like, holy crap, there's so many, like, little signs there. Uh, uh, it,
0: mm. Just how they make the black suit more about, like, kind of addiction and, uh, you know, how, how terrible and creepy it is, which I think even, like, the third movie or the previous cartoons who did it never really got into that. And they really, really like... Did some like deep psychological stuff that was in the comics, but they never got into, I don't know, Spectacular, I know we're like supposed to talk about Young Justice, but (laughs) Spectacular spectacular Spider-Man is just so, so this guy, the guy who did Spectacular Spider-Man did Young Justice, right?
4: Yes. Um, oh,
0: th- this is see. I need to watch Young Justice. I haven't watched it. No.
4: Young Justice is good, but it's like kind of not good at the same time. Like the first season's super solid. But my mm-hmm. biggest issue with Young Justice is that it never gets a status quo because like uh, they don't add everyone to the team immediately from the first episode. They slowly add people, which is cool. It's organic. It works. And then like uh, last episode to the first season, they like you know they finally get like the full team, mm-hmm. and then the next season is a giant like time skip. And like, in my opinion, if the only way to make your story interesting is to time skip and slowly piece together what happened previously, then maybe your story isn't that strong.
0: Yeah, Uh, no, it's it's not. I don't time skips don't work as well in shows. They work better in like a movie. It works well from like if you're talking about a movie franchise, like from like Star Wars to Empire, it works but if with the show, you're like, wait, what did I miss? And then the first couple episodes are you kind of learning exposition. Well, that's lot. the whole second season of Young Justice. Because, oh, like, no.
4: it feels like you jumped into season four or five. Because uh, they want it to have, like, a, the whole thing is it's Young Justice, right? So the big um, uh, motif is mentors and then trainees. Uh-huh. And so at the second season, they wanted the trainees from the first season to be the mentors of a new team. Uh-huh. And so, like, and then they, it, the, it's already been stated that the third season's gonna be another time skip. And then a lot of the details that wasn't specified in the second season is in a, a horrible, horrible video game.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, God, I remember they had, yeah, that video game was a cross promotion sort of thing. So Young Justice season three is coming out.
0: <laughs> Yay.
1: But yeah, that's Spectacular Spider Man.
0: Yes, yeah, just watch Spectacular <laughs> Spider Man. Oh. I feel like every couple months we praised spectacular spider-man but it Mm. was really good
1: hmm but uh next bit of news the next pokemon season for the anime sun and moon will be on disney xd and not on cartoon network like it's been in the uk wait in the uk yeah did no one read that thing no
4: (laughs) because i i kept seeing everyone like specify because in the video it never says like what the actual seat like when it's airing but then the the comment says uh we'll be airing in the uk on disney xd and so and so i don't think there's a u.s date i mean i might be wrong it might be uh disney xd here but usually uh things don't air on the same channels and overseas yeah
1: (laughs) but of weird overseas uh airings um you know in mexico uh they don't play fairly odd parents on nickelodeon they play it on JetX or which which is basically what became disney xd or toon disney mm-hmm. uh, yeah so it's like well, this is wrong this this is not where the show belongs it should be on nickelodeon what's going on oh yeah or like uh teletune
4: had like uh it, it airs like regular cartoons and then also clone high Oh, mixed good. into it, and it feels a little weird because mm-hmm. Clone High is so clearly a um, more yeah. adult series.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I guess next bit of news, Ghosts in the Shell, the trailer came out, and it looks, it looks like they're doing shot for shot some sequences from the uh, 90s movie. I mean,
0: I don't know. I know Nolan really likes it. Yeah. Um,
1: Nolan's our only Ghost in the Shell expert. I,
0: I mean, I saw the movie, because I'm like not really into it, and I couldn't figure out like what my deal was with it. And then I realized that when I, I saw Ghost in the Shell, the anime it was the first movie I saw in an art theater with my dad when I was like 11 or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's why this movie pisses me off so much <laughs> because, because like the anime, like is like a big point, you know, like one of those big points in your life type things. And, uh, but I, uh, I don't really, it, to me, it just looks like for all those people who say Blade Runner is the best movie ever. Like, they'll really love it. But I, I still am like, it's the guy who did Snow White and the Huntsman. I mean, are we really, like, if someone told you the guy from Snow White and the Huntsman made this movie about a robot assassin lady, you'd be like, eh. So, like, I still think of it that way, but I'm still going to see it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how do you feel about it? Oh Well, generally, I never cared for Ghost in the Shell because it's like,
1: wow, this is fucking boring. Oh, my God.
0: It It is like it does have a huge section that doesn't have <laughs> it, which is kind of I noticed even Terminator 2 does that as well. That's like a 90s action thing mm-hmm. where like they have a huge section of like character development. And you're like watching them now. You're like, wait, what the hell? This is like <laughs> this is some acting's going on here. I thought there was going to be more <laughs> shooting. Yeah. I think it's probably leftover stuff from. Uh, ho- old Hollywood westerns, because that's what they used to be like. There'd be an early action scene, and then there'd be a showdown at the end or something. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like leftover from that, I guess. But I don't know. I'm. It's. It was weird because when I saw um, Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, we got g- the Ghost in the Shell trailer, and then right after the Beauty and the Beast trailer, and I was like, Are we just gonna remake every big '90s animated movie? Like, what's what's yeah, next? Basically, well, you,
1: you know what they should uh, do is. Uh, they should make uh, animated remakes of live-action movies.
0: Yeah, I actually would, <laughs> no. I would be more interested in that. Like, if you're gonna do well, that they would kind be of are. with like the with Lego what? movies. Oh, that's well, Lego Batman.
4: Yeah. Well, Lego yeah. Batman, Lego Jurassic World. Um, I saw that on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I'm assuming it's a shot on Sean remake of Jurassic World,
0: but in Legos. Oh, there's a yeah. Lego Jurassic World. I didn't realize. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I think. Uh, Disney should bring back the Black Hole, which is this weird live-action movie they made, like, I think before or a little after Tron, to get in on that Star Wars.
0: Yeah, it was was what they were trying to do in the early 80s because they wanted to do Star Wars stuff because so many of their technicians ended up working on Star Wars because there was no special effects people then. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, what the fuck? Like, how did we lose this? How did we not get... How, we could make a thing like Star Wars. Why don't we? But they were going to remake Black Hole with the guy who made Tron Legacy. But then what happened with, and what happened with Tron 3 also is Disney has too many projects. And so when they tried to date Tron 3, they're like, oh, this will come out in 2025. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Forget it. And they just mm-hmm. like, but he, I know he was attached to do Black Hole, Black Hole. Am I, I'm saying it weird. Um, when he did Tron Legacy, but I think... With that When did they buy Marvel? Like, around that time? 2012, 13? I don't know. Okay, so I think this was before they bought Marvel, but after they bought Marvel and Lucasfilm, the priority of Black Hole seemed to go away. Um, and then he did Oblivion, the guy who did Tron Legacy, so I don't even think he's at Disney anymore. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I didn't really keep track of the guy who directed Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm.
4: So. oh by the way i i just fact-checked myself and uh you're right it, it uh pokemon the 19th season sun and moon is airing in disney xd in the u.s as well oh no uh, yeah which by the way that was just enough time to let everyone that was going to yell at me for being wrong to go ahead and write it then no, realize i found oh. out
1: now we'll <laughs> see who watched the podcast all the way through before commenting
0: that's true i think there'll be somebody
1: yeah <laughs> But go. But I guess, like, since, I don't know, Cartoon Network just plays Pokemon at, like, 6 a.m., they don't really care. So I guess Disney XD is like, hey, we'll take it because now they have well, that. And Yo-Kai Watch. Well,
0: Disney might have even given them because they have that deal with Netflix. And there's always that rumor they're going to buy Netflix. I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Disney might be able to get them a good spot on Netflix through their distribution. I don't know what their deal is. I'm just hyped, you know making shit up but that could be that could be something
4: also there's always these rumors about how um cartoon networks getting less and less interested in anything that's not um comedy-based tv shows so like um that's very interesting like like uh it's not shocking that infinity train is getting such a well-received reaction when um honestly without gravity falls there isn't a lot of mystery-based cartoons like you know the because like none of the cartoons right now really have aside from like Steven Universe while finding out the lore none of them have really that like uh, deep connection of like trying to figure out tuning in each week to find answers a drive to watch besides aha it's funny <laughs>
0: that was funny I would watch that
1: show. but Ghost in the Shell yeah I guess I'll watch well I'm gonna watch that movie I guess you know I mean
0: I I hope it's I would like it to be good
1: Scarlett Johansson I know that Nolan gives, Scarlett Johansson gives me a Johansson
0: that wasn't I, I, even...
1: That, that could have been uh, better.
4: Yeah. <laughs> try, try again, Pan. Try again. Damn, really okay, you, should you, have,
0: you should have been like, she gives my ghost a shell.
4: Oh. <laughs> or you, you would like to put your ghost in her shell. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. good one. Good one.
4: Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. But I know Nolan really liked the trailer because apparently he watched it like 20 times.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scarlett Johansson is Attractive. Awesome. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah. But more anime news. Hayao Miyazaki has come out of retirement to make a feature length film out of the short Borrow the Caterpillar.
0: Yeah, I heard about
4: that. Which I, I can't I, wait for Miyazaki to die and then, like, four years later, a new film comes
1: out.
0: Like, I'm back, yeah. guys. I'm like, two pounds. <laughs> How many times he's retired? Like, the first time I saw one of his movies in theaters was Princess Mononoke, and okay, and everyone was like, this is the last one. I go, oh, man, that sucks. This is really good. Then I saw Spirit Away, and everyone's like, this is the last one. And then he shut up about that for Howl's Moving Castle, probably because that one's not that great. And then he, when Ponyo came out, he was like, this is the last. It's like, dude, stop. Like, just... <laughs> Yeah. Just don't say anything. Just don't wait, say wait, anything. Wait, wait, real quick. You, you didn't like Howl's Moving Castle, but you liked Ponyo?
1: Yeah, what the fuck? I
0: I like – well, okay, Ponyo is not one of my favorites, but I I do like – I think I enjoy Ponyo more than Howl's Moving Castle. I've never really liked Howl's Moving Castle, and I've tried to give it a shot a couple times, but I just don't. I've seen, all, I've seen and reviewed all his movies, but I, I just never got – why you like Hal's More Than Ponyo or something or? I, I didn't really like Ponyo to be honest. I mean Ponyo is like fun. it's a good like G kids movie, you know, but no, Hal- I, I think
4: I think Ponyo is like one of those movies that you're like really meant to be really young to watch to truly like enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I just found myself kind of bored with it. Like the animation's really cool, but like I don't know. It, it it felt really there wasn't didn't feel like there was substance to it.
0: I mean the problem the biggest problem with Ponyo I think is that it doesn't feel like, he's doing anything new. It's, like, a lot of stuff from his early thing he did with Takahata. I think Takahata directed it called Panda Go Panda. Does the same flood thing. Because he apparently, where he lived in Japan, I think, had a pretty epic flood at one, to- at one time. And he always remembered that. And that's in there. And there's a lot of kind of Totoro y stuff in Ponyo as well. So Ponyo is, like, more of his, like, if you're a band and you're, like, this is us recapturing our sound kind of album. Mm. And it's fine with that, but, like, I, I've i only seen Ponyo, like, when I saw it in theaters and when I reviewed it, like, a year or so ago. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's no Totoro or Spirited Away or even A Wind yeah. Rises, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think it was, like, as good as other stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know. How's Moving Castle is the same. I just never got into it as much, but I know people like it, so. Yeah, we do. <laughs> But what I wanted to say is like um, you can't
1: can you really retire from the creative field? I mean, if John Callahan, the guy who made Pelswick, uh, can get into an accident and be paralyzed and can barely draw and still make cartoons like I think Kaio Miyazaki can be in a retirement castle and make uh, cartoons. I mean, I think you
0: honestly, it's a better idea to just not say anything about that. And then people are like, oh, hey, he has a new thing. Because, and then like years later, it's been like five years and someone in an interview is like, are you going to make another movie? And they're like, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of chilling out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. That That's much better. Because I, I just don't feel like, like you don't want to do the Jay-Z thing. I think that really ruined. <laughs> I think I, What?
4: I just I just want to see like Miyazaki be like, yeah, I'm done, I'm out of here, I'm done, you know, I'm over it, I'm just I'm just gonna go home and sleep. Y'all be back.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Look who came crawling back.
4: See I mean, you no- tomorrow, Miyazaki.
1: <laughs> please, I just want to
0: make another <laughs> film, please. Just give me one more. I bet it's I bet it's like. Anime Taka was a I'm mistake. Like, sitting there and like, you're not gonna retire, you dick he's like i hate you takahata i hate you and he goes yeah whatever i don't give a shit i'm gonna mess up the i'm gonna mess up the studio again with my pals when we get drunk on sake late in the night (laughs) did you ever see did you see kingdom of dreams of madness and like he like takahata is like barely in it like the poster of the movie is like a small sequence like takahata is just like Doing his thing, and Miyazaki complains about him a bunch of times. <laughs> and he's like, One time I came in after he finished, you know, uh, what was it like, Pompoco, and the studio was a mess, papers everywhere. And I imagine Takahata's like, Who gives a shit? Let's just make this thing. I'll take four years. I don't care. And like,
1: <laughs> We gotta what? make
0: the raccoon movie with the balls. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it, We'll put balls on him. It'll be funny. Don't worry. They'll put it out. I don't care. I'm Takahata. <laughs> you see Grave of the Fireflies, it's emotionally amazing who cares whatever you know (laughs) miyazaki wishes he was as good as me (laughs) so
1: (laughs) haio miyazaki came out came out of retirement what a surprise
0: yeah and Takahata has that new movie the red turtle which i haven't seen yet um with the french studio or something or he produced it
1: i oh i don't know about that final bit of news DreamWorks has delayed the Croods from 2017 to 2017, and then they eventually just canceled it. So Croods 2
0: not happening. Was anyone upset about that? Well, I loved no.
1: the first Crood. Well, the only Croods movie, but I don't know. Oh, if you did? Yeah, I loved. Did you-, did you?
0: Did anyone else see it? I saw the Croods. Okay. It's it's by the one guy because there are these two guys who made Lilo and Stitch, and then made the first How to Train Your Dragon. And then one of them went and did the Croods, and the other guy did How to Train Your Dragon too.
1: Oh, yeah. I met, him at, I met the guy at Comic-Con who worked on Lilo and Stitch, and he was saying how uh, they didn't use his designs. They hired someone else to basically imitate his designs or something That's, like that. It was weird. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I love the Croods, but I, I don't know about a sequel since I don't know what they'll do. I guess explore well, that they, new land they went to. I, it's been a long time since I saw the Croods.
4: Well, they, I mean, they, this, have t- they have a prequel series right now oh, on yeah.
1: Netflix.
0: Yeah. Oh, they do. I mean, this Which might also 2D. be... well, Because Universal bought DreamWorks. So this might be them like just kind of... Uh, um, kind of uh, re, I don't know, reorganizing what they want DreamWorks to do. And they might go, I mean, Crudes, but Shrek 5, or <laughs> however many Shreks. Because they said they want to do a new Shrek. Like, they're really... Yeah. Not to make another Shrek. Direct joke on the podcast but they really said they want to and uh and i know how to train your dragon 3 is kind of safe but it seems like any of these other possible sequels are probably going to fall by the wayside i don't know what else like home 2 probably won't happen
4: mm-hmm. i don't i don't think anyone's like super upset
0: about that though uh-huh. no i don't think anyone is at all
4: uh-huh, like, like- <laughs> Uh, and then there's way too much Madas- Madagascar like spin-offs and such, so I think we're
1: kind of okay with that one kind of yeah, going well, away for a bit. Penguins didn't do well, so I think they they're ending the well, Madagascar. Well, line. they did. Uh, they they
4: just released another Netflix series with the penguins, Damn. so I guess they're still like they're just that might have been like too far in production for them to quit it. Mm-hmm. So I might as well just like throw it out there. Uh, and then Kung Fu Panda had a good healthy run. I mean, you really can't, like, if, if they decided to be like, okay, we're done with all the DreamWorks pro- uh, properties, could we really be super upset considering that, like, all of them got some kind of spinoff media? Because uh, mm. even Home got a, like, cartoon series. Mega you know, Mind it. shit. Oh, yeah. Well, besides Mega Mind. And that was probably, as far as story goes, like, its whole meta narrative about, like, the nice guy thing is probably the strongest out of the set. Mm-hmm. But that it's also smart.
1: So that's probably why I didn't get a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. I love Megamind. Hmm. But, hey, at least we have Trolls. Ugh. Jim fucking Hikes. hated the review. Like, I saw okay. Jim's review and Palio's review side by side, and it's like two <laughs> polar opposites.
0: <laughs> yeah. he was Paleo was like, like damn. Because I called it fascist.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I, okay, the Trolls movie, like, I felt it was... I thought it... I had a lot of fun with it, but I felt the movie was very one-dimensional because, like, they basically solve all their problems by saying, hey, you should be happy.
0: You know yeah, what? That's, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't agree with... The, see, the, the thing is with DreamWorks is, is they feel like they're not progressing, whereas, like, Disney and... Well, okay, if you're comparing them to Disney, like, Disney makes something like Zootopia, which is like, hey, let's talk about race relations. And Trolls is like, hey stop being so sad be happy and you're like no my emotions are complex there's a lot going on and go no be happy and sing a song and you're like fuck you trolls
1: yeah fuck
0: you i just don't because like uh, i just oh it was the worst yeah
1: because inside out came out like last year and it basically said hey embrace your emotions You, you feel sad and let it all out but trolls is like nah feel happy
0: Some kid who really likes Trolls is going to have a bad drug addiction and not know how to deal with it, so thanks, Dream. Why aren't I happy? It's just like, I don't know, there are a lot of, like, like, I know people get mad at kids' movies for, like, or certain movies for cursing and violence, but shouldn't they? When I was watching Trolls, it did occur to me, like, shouldn't you also... Uh, judge it on the message it's spreading, especially if it's for kids. Shut up, Mister Renner. I don't know. That's kind of what, what when I was watching Trolls, since I was, I was really bored. So I was like thinking of like, man, the morals of this movie are probably more dangerous than like <laughs> any any kid seeing like a, a terrible, you know, like in the long run. Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I think Trolls Trolls is why Trump won, and we all know it. <laughs> and we, <laughs> I mean, is it? I think. The Trolls were behind it because, look, Trolls came out on Friday, Trump wins on Tuesday night.
1: Looks like we all got trolled. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but that, that might be too high caliber of a joke for this podcast.
1: But, uh, I mean, yeah, the movie was very one-dimensional of just, like, I don't know, like, it felt like all the plot lines were taken from, like, Secret Life of Pets and uh, Toy Story 2. Just like, oh, (laughs) here's a guy who betrays them and is just irredeemable after
0: that. I mean, they they even did similar (laughs) jokes that I'd seen in animated films from this year. It was just very like, I mean, I kind of like don't, I forget about it a lot. Because I'm like, oh, that came out? Like, it just so like washed away. It's doing well, but, you know, I don't know. Say
4: what you want, but all I know about Trolls is that toys look really cute. yeah.
0: I mean, they did a good job with, like, making everything actually look like felt, and mm-hmm. the technical aspects of it were cool, but it doesn't do... DreamWorks has always been really good at the um, using light in their films, or the lighting, sorry, the lighting in their movies and the cinematography, and that Trolls wasn't very good at. But um, the felt look of the felt and the look of the characters was actually really cool,
1: so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's kind of the the polar opposite of the movie uh, Angry Birds, because it's both they both follow a cynical person in a happy society, except one in one, the cynical person wins and the other, the cynical person becomes happy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Although
0: I think I liked Angry Birds more Hmm. than Trolls. I I think Angry Birds was more like, oh, wow, this was way better than like it wasn't way better, but it was just like more technically uh, proficient (laughs) than I thought it would be. And Trolls, I was like, DreamWorks, I expect more from you. The best video game movie of all time. I mean, I don't know if by default. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I like Trolls better, although I did feel like it was very one-dimensional, but I felt like it did give a joyful feeling when watching it. But the movie just ends. Like, they ran out of animation budget, and they're just like, okay, it's over. I've yeah, got I this just... feeling inside oh. myself. <laughs>
0: All the song I just, that movie, I don't know. I, Doctor Strange was more my thing.
1: <laughs> they blew their entire budget on all the songs, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, Justin Timberlake was the music, like he uh, arranged all the songs in it and everything. Mm-hmm. So even Sound of Silence, like he produced that version. And I don't know. Wasn't, uh, I didn't like it anyways. He's got the powers. Yep got the cave the clock of levitation it likes
1: you stop number four he's the hero we need doctor strange rated pt 13 i haven't
4: seen doctor strange yet but so far the funniest thing I've seen of it is that ga- uh, game theory and film theory today science debunks magic.
1: <laughs> well, no <Film> shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, like, really? Okay, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad that was a video, Matt Pat.
1: Is he? Is this one of those things where you? Where you get mad at the title and you didn't actually watch the video because I feel like if I, I I have not watched the actual video yet. Okay, I bet tri- if we watch the video we won't we'll look stupid because we're making fun of something that we didn't click on, you know? <laughs> oh no, I plan on watching it after I
4: see Doctor Strange. I just haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. Oh, okay. So and I didn't want spoilers. Yeah.
1: But I love Doctor <laughs> but Strange. I just think
4: it's really funny, that title, just like, you know, Doctor Strange,
1: magic isn't real, proved by science. Shit. <laughs>
0: There's no dark dimension. Damn, but um, I like
1: Doctor Strange. It was the it was a pretty good remake of Iron Man.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very close to the the Marvel kind of origin story mold. Yeah. But I saw it. I saw it twice because I saw it uh, the first night it was out, and then my dad's a huge Doctor Strange fan, so I saw it again with him mm-hmm. and in 3D. So, yeah. um, but. Uh, the second time I enjoyed it a lot more, but you kind of have to realize it's so within its own genre and an origin story. And once you kind of let go, like the first time I was so like, oh, I've seen this before. But the second time I liked it more than the first time, which mm-hmm. was surprising. Like it, But I love the special effects. Or, oh,
3: yeah.
0: Not to spoil anything, but the best special effects are not in the trailers or the commercials, which is like actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time the money shot is just all over the ads and you like don't even care when it's on but in this like the cooler trippier stuff they haven't even shown you so it's actually they did a good marketing job because yeah. it actually enhanced it but I, I I, mean I liked it I'm not a huge personally I don't know much about Doctor Strange my dad does mm-hmm. but I, I, I thought it was you know I might like it more than a lot of the Marvel origin stories if I don't count Guardians yeah. which I don't If mm-hmm. I, I probably liked it more than Thor and maybe even the first. I liked him more than Ant Man. I think
1: everyone likes anything better than Ant Man. I mean, I
0: that and first Avenger kind of tied, I guess, for me. If I'm doing that,
1: yeah, I think this was my favorite Marvel movie since uh, uh, Winter Soldier. You didn't like Civil War. I don't know. For some reason, I like Civil um, Winter Soldier a lot more since it wasn't really a superhero movie. It still felt more of
0: an action. Yeah, Winter (laughs) Soldier. Well, that's the cool thing is when they do stuff like, within their own different genres, which I liked about Doctor Strange because it's its own mm-hmm. magic thing, you know. Anyway, Izzy, what were you going to th- say? We haven't seen magic in this universe yet. Yeah. Well, kind of with Thor, there's mythological stuff. Well, this is this is more like the cosmic dimensional. Mm-hmm. It, it gets more into it. Thor is, like, uh, I guess more fantasy, and this is more... It is kind of close to Thor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well. Hmm. But That's
1: like one thing I love about a Doctor Strange as it's a big budget superhero movie that did not destroy the city at the end of the film for once.
0: Yes. Ooh. I mean, the, the, yeah. Well,
4: first
1: that, of all, spoilers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all all that, I have not see it yet. Now I yeah. know. Now I have no reason to because yeah. I only watch these movies right. for destruction. Yeah.
0: I mean, they did a good job, and I think I don't know. I I I liked it. I'm curious how they're going to do more more of them. But it was interesting. It's probably the most Christopher Nolan influenced Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. With the, it felt very Batman's Begins, and even his apartment. This is not giving anything away. His apartment looked like uh, a very Chris Nolan y apartment, even. Uh, but I was curious. So Dan Harmon wrote a little bit on it. Did? And I've been Ooh. wondering what he exactly did, and I thought, maybe it's this scene, maybe it's that scene. And then on his, his podcast, he was like, everyone wants to know what I did. All I did is I ate a pizza at Marvel's offices, and I said, yeah, this looks cool. And I was like, <laughs> no. okay. Oh,
1: no. All right. <laughs> but, oh, um, wow. But the only thing I did not like about oh, Doctor God. Strange is there's one scene where they test him in, like, a, a fight-or-flight situation, And I don't know, they don't show him actually trying and succeeding and celebrating that he actually succeeded at something. They just kind of brush over it. We see it off screen in this uh, sink or swim situation
0: oh yeah that's not actually that's a good point they probably shouldn't have done that yeah that, that really threw, threw me off
1: like, like why'd they do that like this, this movie would have been perfect for me but they just had to remove that one scene what you don't
4: know is that the writers designed that one scene just because this one tie guest would talk about it oh no Whoa! so
1: the well, movie that is... fell right into their trap whoa but I guess that's all for Doctor Strange yeah, yeah that's, I guess we can get into the questions
0: stop Dr. Strange. Rated PT-13.
1: Questions! If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question... Oh, and posted on the YouTube comments of this video, not in my email, this video. Yeah, but our first question is Crazy Spider 17 Question, if you could revive someone from the dead to be on the podcast, who would you revive?
0: Oh, um, wait, do they... well, second question. Would they just be alive just to do the podcast and they die right after? No. Or are they, like, alive forever? <laughs> or, like, what's the schematics of this? I mean, I don't know. Oh,
1: well, that's fucked up now that you mention it. like, Will they go back to hell if once they're done with the podcast? Because we can record a never-ending podcast. Whoa. I
0: mean, we could, uh, like, someone who's dead, does it either, like, you know, Jesus, Hitler, or um Tex Avery.
1: You brought me yeah. back to uh, life for this shitty ass podcast. What's a fucking podcast? What's that? Zig Heel <laughs> That's also
0: my ideal dinner party is Hitler, Jesus, Tex Avery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Tex Avery not know t- why he's here.
0: <laughs> that would be the great, like, there's no way you wouldn't remember that. Like, there that would be the most memorable dinner party ever. is jesus i would love to hear tex avery being like so you are and then oh wait tex avery would know who hitler is i guess jesus would have to learn who hitler is and that would be like a whole thing oh man what food would you have tacos
1: (laughs) it's a pizza party podcast
0: pizza if they know what uh, pizza is well, maybe Jesus wouldn't be into – I mean, all those – would Hitler be into pizza? I'm sure. Oh, but I,
4: you know, okay, first of all, I'm really glad that you chose three people because technically, I assume by the rules of this, if the podcast that we choose, we we each get to choose one particular person. So we really have to like sit here and figure out the best combination to make it both entertaining and awkward as possible. For, oh, okay. Like,
0: three to four. Oh, hours. what about Tom Green? He's dead, right? <laughs> no, but his career is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did
1: that just to make that joke. Oh, I'm sure we could get him on the podcast because he's got nothing.
0: Um, I actually think we could. We should ask. Please, Tom Tom Green. Green. Please be on
1: our shitty podcast. But I don't know. Personally, I would, if I could, just get some sort of dead cartoonist. Possibly one of recent memory, like uh, Dwayne McDuffie, who produced, who created Static Shock and produced all the Justice League and... Pretty much a lot of the D.C. Oh. TV shows in the 90s and 2000s. Shoving oh. back to Young Justice. One of the
4: things I really regret was that they kept teasing Static Shock to becoming a character, oh. and he never
1: became Static Shock. Oh, so hmm. they just had him, but he didn't call himself Static? They had
4: Virgil. Like, like they had Virgil. He showed, uh, you know, abilities, but he never, like, put on the costume and took on the mantle. I think season three, he's most likely a shoe in Yeah, So, that's... But I'm... Static Shock's, like, my favorite of the... Uh, DC superheroes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: To me, he's like the Spider-Man of DC.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's oh. re- really surprising to me that uh, since Static Shock has not appeared in Teen Titans. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nah. What the heck, Zatch?
0: Has he has he shown up in Teen Titans Go? Nope. Or?
1: Nope. And they hinted it too in the Static Shock show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's a scene where um, Static meets Batman, and he, Static asks, "Where's Robin? He's with the Titans." Who? You'll find out. No, you won't. <laughs> this is bullshit. You'll never find out. Static Shock had a bunch of stupid crossovers with, like, DC superheroes and, like, NBA All-Stars. I think NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Backers. I forget which one. Really? I think Lil Bow Wow was in there at Lil some Bow point. Lil' Bow Wow? He did the Season 3 intro, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, they, they, they had
4: him, like, in one episode as himself, and then after that, he was now in the, the opening singing, uh, like... <laughs> I think he now sung the whole song instead. Superhero
1: Static Shock. Static Shock. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the, that era of like Lil rappers in the 2000s. It was Lil Bow Wow, okay. Lil Romeo, Lil Wayne, Lil John. Okay. Real okay. talk.
4: Static Shock. The first like season or two, it was kind of uh, bad with like the 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 talk, like the dialogue was trying to be too, super urban, and it didn't quite feel like get it figured out what it was doing. But then when they added gear to the cast, like, you know, made uh, the psychic the one uh, become friend. a superhero, um, that and then they changed the intro and like uh, more or less. It's when Virgil changed out that awful multicolored outfit yeah. and just start wearing sweatshirts and they realize, oh, wait, we can make this like actually watchable. It gets really good. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because the season one art style looks Almost like Flash animation. Everything's so overly saturated. But by the end of it, uh, it looked more like Justice League in the style. The colors are toned yeah. down. Well, because it,
4: it's, uh, it's when Virgil started wearing sweatshirts. Yeah. And when
1: um, Static started wearing black instead of white. Yeah. Well, I guess what they were doing with season one is they wanted to make it look like he just got whatever clothes he could find and put it together. That does not explain Virgil's regular day outfit. (laughs) Yeah, that weird pajama suit (laughs) was what it looks like. It was awful. Oh, yeah, season one looks so ugly. Like, that that was the beginning of computer colorings, animation, and 2D TV animation. (laughs) People were still learning. Everything was so overly saturated back then. It got
4: so good. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Like I, I legitimately have been like really kind of thinking about wanting to rewatch Static Shock because it really was a big cartoon for me when I was growing
1: mm-hmm.
4: up, uh which is weird because like uh, it's not weird, but like being a white kid, you know. <laughs> usually, uh, I, I feel like I, w- I would get more shit for liking, like like, like having a black <laughs> character be so prominent to me, but mm-hmm. like you know, like you poser or something. Well, but no, like it, it, it. Static Shock's really important to me. No shame and, in like, that. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So I'm super, like, uh, to see him, like, back in Young Justice would be really cool. And just, in
1: general, I would love to see him more prominent again, you know? <laughs> yeah, but one thing that uh, that uh, related to me, even though i'm mexican um there was an episode where static shot goes to africa and everybody like static says hey wait a minute we're in africa what's with these cities why isn't everything a desert and people just tell him like yeah africa has other have has other things besides deserts you stupid idiot <laughs> which is basically the same with me in mexico like always mexico is portrayed as this orange desert yeah any other dead celebrities you want to bring back to life and put on the podcast um, uh, we haven't had a fetish guest in a while, no. so I think Betty Page would be great. That's not really a fetish. That's just pinups. Well, well she did
4: yeah. pinups and a lot of fetishy stuff, like early on. I mean, granted, like art rated content back then. It's like showing your ankle, but you know, she did a lot of like spanking and being tied up and other <laughs> that's stuff.
1: True. That's I mean, normal. Everyone's into that today.
4: Uh, today, but in her era, it, it'd, it'd be really cool to hear from damn. her perspective how. That's how she got into modeling and everything. I think mm. it'd be cool. Sorry. I
0: would, I would say actually Windsor McKay, who's like kind of started animation, or oh shit, I forgot the other person. Mm. Never mind, just Windsor McKay then.
1: Oh, uh well, I would like to see a voice actor, um, uh, Eartha Kitt, even though she did more than just voices, but uh, oh that would, be cool. yeah. She did, like, Yzma from Emperor's New Groove, uh, that one villain from Teenage Robot. uh, What was her name? Uh, Vexus. Yeah. Uh I thought her voice was really cool. But, oh, that reminds me. uh, Did anyone see uh, the new Batman TV movie? uh, Adam West? Yeah, the Adam West one, uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders, where it was, like, an animated version of the 60s show.
0: No, it's like you can only rent it on demand.
1: Yeah. I I saw it on no, no,
0: You can buy it on DVD as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's like on demand DVD and they did like a a Fathom event. Yeah, I I I I did one of those. I I went to see that. Oh, you did that? Yeah.
1: Holy unholy alliance. Our greatest foes have reunited.
2: Let's go.
0: To the Batmobile. Was it
1: good? Oh yeah, it well it basically plays it straight up like an old episode. Like it, I thought it would be like some sort of weird self-aware parody, but it plays it very straight, like how
0: the show in the sixties would play out. I mean, this, the show was already a self-aware, <laughs> yeah, parody. So I mean, but it um, it is pretty goofy. They, it's weird because they keep reuniting like Adam West and Burt Ward because they did do a TV movie like a live action one maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like them going on a new adventure, but as themselves, like as Adam West and Burt Ward. And then it would show like <laughs> a TV movie of the history of them making the show. It was very weird. But I wanted to see that. It kind of didn't work out for hmm. whatever reason.
1: I'm remembering uh, there was this Kim Possible episode where um, where there's their version of Batman, 60s Batman. It's Adam West, except he's called Timothy North. And he's played hmm. by Adam West. But um, I'm trying to remember it. I don't know if Burt Ward was the villain in that episode. Oh, really? I, yeah. <laughs> it was, hmm. that was it was a good episode. I don't want to spoil how it ends up. But, yeah, apparently Kim Possible has a Batman in their universe. But it's cool. Squirrel so it, Man, I think. Um, Three things. I haven't seen it. But
4: I did watch the trailers for it. And uh, I just find it really funny that Adam West, his voice performance from the trailer that I saw literally sounds like he couldn't care about what he's doing at all. Oh. But then like which really, really is funny when you get to like Bert Ward who's just like, Yeah, Batman, like he's super into it. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like, I need this to work, Adam. I need it to work. Yeah, oh. uh, look over there. There's a thing. Yeah, holy smacks, man. Like it's it's so contrasting. come, it's
1: on. come on, Chum, I just, just
0: wanna die. die. Just kill me. Did, did they get Batgirl before she died? Just...
1: <laughs> well, there's one Batgirl still alive. Um... No, no, that's Catwoman. Oh, oh shit, there's shit, three shit. Catwoman. Batgirl Sorry. was not in
0: this, no. Oh, because Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee. Eartha Kitt, and Lee Merriweather. And Eartha Kitt's dead, but who else oh. is all? Is Lee I rem- Merriweather alive? I only I
1: know. know the three Catwomen, I mean, Catwomen, just because of Adam West in uh, The Simpsons.
0: <gasps> the
4: Batmobile. <gasps>
0: Hey, kids, Batman. Dad, that's not the real Batman. Of
2: course I'm Batman. See, here's a picture of me with
0: Robin. Who the hell's Robin? Oh, I guess you're only familiar with the new Batman movies. Michelle (laughs) Fiverr. The only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Meriwether, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure... (laughs) West. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I I always remember the three Catwoman thing. Um, I only re- realized there was two when I was a kid because there was you know Eartha Kid who's black, and then there was some white lady. I didn't you know I didn't know it was two different white ladies. And then in Space Ghost, Space Adam West says uh, the three different Catwomans. But why did what was the reason behind that anyway? I
1: don't know. Was, I I, th- I think uh, didn't the show go from two different networks and some contracts had to be shifted and some actors didn't return. Oh, really?
0: I, I mean, so. Eartha Kitt was kind of more famous at the time because she's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's always been my favorite because she cause she do, do that like that meow thing. It was like <laughs> amazing. I love Eartha Kitt. I was always... If you ever see the sweat box where they talk about her, her character never left when they changed it from whatever it was to um, Emperor's New Groove yeah. and like the, every scene with her I was like oh man I could watch her with a kid all day Yeah
1: or the amazing. kid song in uh, Emperor's New Groove that was in the original version before things got changed around it's still in the official soundtrack to the movie
0: Yeah well, oh, they I think they had to cuz Sting wrote the music so there's all this <laughs> weird contract I mean that's why that documentary got made because his wife in his contract to write the to write the music he he put in there that his wife could make this documentary. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason it got made.
1: Yeah. Look up the Sweatbox documentary. If you want to know the history of the emperor's new groove,
0: I think you can find it. It gets leaked like every year or so. So (laughs) if you ever hear it gets leaked, watch it as soon as you can, because it gets taken down just as fast.
4: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So apparently Eartha Kitt was um, played Catwoman for the third and final season because one of the plot lines required the character to know French. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, Eartha er, Kitt, who had at that point toured it, extensively in Europe and spoke fluent French,
0: that's that's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> she, I want to know how much French she even says in that. That's ridiculous. Was she like? <laughs> I bet she says like 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 mon oui, In what episode they're like? We need somebody French. We can't. Maybe. Lee Merriweather has a really bad French accent. Uh. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the Julie Newmar was
4: in there as a, it was a rushed, uh, decision for the first two seasons because they originally wanted Suzanne, um, Pluchette to, for the role, but she couldn't do it. So they replaced her last minute. And then, cause I'm on the Wikipedia just. So you know. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, it doesn't really specify why they they replaced like like uh, the previous one get fired but the only reason why earth the kit was a catwoman <laughs> was exclusively the french
3: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> wow okay that's so weird wow uh, speaking of casting i'm actually really disappointed that um is it kevin neymore no uh, w- w- what's the what's the kevin something the batman from the animated series oh kevin conroy kevin conroy uh, I'm really disappointed that he didn't get to play like a um, a, a fictional version of Batman in that movie, like <laughs> as a callback, because like the the um, Silver Shadow,
1: or or was it called? Oh yeah, the Silver the the Gray Ghost, the Gray Ghost. Yeah.
4: Like I think <laughs> having the Gray Ghost in that with him being the voice would have been a really cool
1: callback yeah uh, okay I'm, I'm remembering that and also there was this one Scooby-Doo TV movie called Scooby-Doo and the meets the blue falcon where Adam West is there and he's portrayed as this has been actor also and it's like why did is this how badly Adam West had it for a while like the- I mean he did,
0: he did actually have it pretty bad until like he started doing a lot of voice stuff but he he would do like uh, county fairs as Batman a lot in the '70s, mm-hmm. he had like a pretty low point because I saw some E. True Hollywood Story oh. back in the day, and I was like, "It was like it was like wow, Adam West's '70s seemed really dark. Like he was just like, yeah, I'd go to county fair after county fair, driving cars, being shot out of cannons, <laughs> whatever I needed to do. And he's like, I, I, you know, I don't remember him smoking a cigarette and drinking bourbon, but it was like that kind of mood oh. where he's like, <laughs> '70s were rough. Nixon was president.'" You know, man, I don't, I just lost touch of myself, and America lost touch of itself, too.
1: That's so depressing. Yeah, that explains the great ghost and stuff.
0: Because <laughs> he, was, he was like a washed-up. Like, he'd do conventions and stuff until, like, his washed upness actually helped. Because then people like, who grew up with him did Space Ghosts and did The Simpsons, and, and then he was on Family Guy. And, like, now he's, like, a regular voice actor like i Mm -hmm. i see how i see him like once a month almost
1: yeah in a cartoon (laughs) maybe the same will happen to lou ferrigno
0: lou ferrigno does does something with the hulk i think he does the motion capture of the hulk or something i think he does stuff with marvel yeah yeah like he or he does the hulk voice or Hmm. he does something yeah. I forget what it is.
1: Although, I, I was looking up gameplay footage of some Lego video game in uh, Lego Avengers. Uh, you can unlock all these different versions of these Marvel characters, and one of them is the Lou Ferrigno Hulk, of all things. Really? <laughs> like, the normal wow. Hulk in the game is it's not even, like, one of those Lego men. It's, like, a giant version of Lego men, but, like, the Lou Ferrigno Hulk is just, like, a basic Lego man, painted
0: green. <laughs> that's funny That's funny.
1: Uh, d- does he have the same strength as the regular
0: Hulk I don't know Wait, does, does he have a part like when he shrinks down he goes alright guys I gotta go <laughs>
2: do, do, do,
0: do. oh the sad Hulk he play plays I, I love that I was thinking about that show recently and I was like man he never fought any supervillains. he just fought he, the only thing he fought was existentialism and he never won <laughs> 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 he's, he's always like sad hobo mm-hmm. like like, I can't make it in this town either because I'm the Hulk. Moving on. Like,
4: Aww. I just want to take care of them now. I yeah. want to protect them. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this, but it's. Part, I guess it's probably the new Steven Universe came up with a new episode and it was kind of disappointing.
1: What happened? Oh, I didn't, I didn't something about I actually didn't Carl Velocity?
4: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's a two-part or like it's a half an hour special. So it's like you know, oh sweet, what's going to happen? Because so last time they introduced a previous crystal gem, killed them off, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's a it's a Thanksgiving special where uh, we meet Steven's uh, uncle or well, cousin, but they refer to him as uncle, and he's voiced by Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. Oh. And essentially, he's a he's a. Uh, he, he, he's a product of the time like it, it fits so perfectly with the election because <laughs> he's like super like racist, uh, oh, sexist no. misogynistic. Does
1: he say uh, does he call them, The you know clots?
4: Uh, no, um, but he does call the Crystal Gems illegal immigrants <laughs> or, no, no no no, uh, no, 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 he calls what? them illegal aliens
0: He calls them illegal aliens, yeah, yeah Oh I mean I don't know if that's accurate because they were here first. Yeah, Oh, <laughs> Jim. No.
4: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a point where it's like they're not—they're not from here. They're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're from another uh,
0: planet. And he's like, so they're illegal aliens. <laughs> um. I mean, they're—they're they're technically like. When did the crystal jump They've been there for a while. Yeah, so. they have I mean, they were here before the uh, Native Americans. So. Yeah! Fucking
1: Native Americans took their land. What the fuck? But technically, yeah. it's been proven in the show,
4: Pearl specified that they're not technically legal citizens.
0: Hmm, damn. Oh, yeah, she did, because in that episode about the the driver's license, she, she was like, yo, yeah, I'm not a legal citizen. Oh,
1: shit. We're going to have to deport but- Pearl. <laughs>
4: well, all of them, really. But, like, yeah, he calls them hippies. Because he's like... Uh, weird colors, interesting hairdos, gems. <laughs> These ladies are hippies. Oh. <laughs> this
0: is why. This is why I voted for Mike Pence. Reagan didn't die for this. It, it, it's, just,
4: <laughs> it's not a bad episode. It's just like when you go, "Hey, it's a half an hour special." People were expecting, like, a new fusion, uh, something plot-oriented. And instead, it's 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 not filler, but it's kind of fillery, you know? Like, uh, we did learn a little bit about Steven's um, family. Oh, we found out his last name's not real. It's all uh, fucking Steven, lie. Steven Univers- yeah, yeah, Steven's universe's name is Steven DeMeo. Ma- uh, Demayo. De yeah. Uh, oh, well, what? technically... Technically uh, Greg did legally get his name changed to Greg Universe so it is real last name but, but <laughs> what Steven's we, name is supposed to be Steven DeMeo.
1: What I want to see is uh, I want that guy to point a like a rifle at the gems and the gems get like a rose and put the rose inside the the barrel of the sh- of the gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I didn't see the episode so thanks for spoiling everything. We, can, we can cut that out. I just uh, – it's just like, you know, it's the only episode
4: Steven Universe we're getting this year, so.
1: What? Oh, well, can't wait for, uh, for two uh, – I can't wait for ten years from now where we'll get the uh, episode – the next episode. Well, yeah, you, know, you only need
4: five seasons because they're only going to air them, you know. <laughs> weird. Steven Universe's schedule is so weird. We'll get like a whole season yeah. in one week and then –
1: uh one episode for months but uh next question okay pan oh, this one's by pan pizza ate my balls question if we move beyond postmodernism and contemporary theater do you think we'll return to a former period of acting or more forward to something uninfluenced by modern theater first uh, of all you only asked that question because of the title
0: <laughs> yeah the person's name, i don't know I what this person it. fucking said I mean, I think, I think people always, we don't really regress in art. That's like kind of, we kind of, it shifts, but if we do regress, it's like a progression uh, based on what's previously happened. So you're not going to regress and not be influenced by everything that came before it. So I know everybody thinks like, couldn't we go back to that? But you really actually cannot. It cannot go back to the way it was in the fifties or, 100 years from now so that's the that's basically the answer oh
1: yes I, I didn't think you actually had an answer to this so I, I just wanted to see how well it. i mean
0: <laughs> oh the, I, the, I just know when people say stuff like that they always think like why can't things go back but it's like well you can't
1: <laughs> that's
0: like,
4: are that's you like that tongue. we
1: can't make america great again i i didn't know that was an actual question i thought it was just them trying to make a bunch of fancy
0: words together you uh, know? i mean they they kind of are I've just heard that before with other art things where they're suddenly like, can we go back to, like, the way it was in this decade? And I'm like, well, we could, but not – it wouldn't be like that, you know? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I think people – you know, it's like you can't really – you have to progress. And art's always always about progression and movies Mm -hmm. and TV and stuff. And even though, like, something like the Big Bang Theory is, like, kind of a regression (laughs) in itself – Like, we're still progressing. Like, we have community in terms of TV sitcoms. We have other stuff. We have stuff in animation that progresses. Like, we have trolls, and that doesn't feel like we're progressing anyway. But, like, then we have Zootopia. So, it's like, we're always going to be progressing, and you can't. In a way, it's that's a flawed idea, basically. Mm -hmm. So... I bet they didn't think I was gonna come up with that. Damn. But well, (laughs) again, I think that that exclusively was read by Pan because of the username,
4: (laughs) and I think that that question was asked exclusively because the guy came up with the username.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, probably. And Jim punk them. Next for next question. Question: Why do you suck so much, XD? Real question: Have you ever cosplayed? You seem like someone who would cosplay. It's called Halloween, idiot.
0: Next. Yeah, I've, I've actually been wondering when somebody's going to say, what are you cosplaying as for Halloween? I'm wondering Fuck. when it's going to get that far.
1: We've had, we had this conversation before.
4: I, I just
0: wanted to I make one of them just
1: like, it's called Halloween. That's what it is, you dumbass. I mean,
0: wait, the, I mean, I don't know. I've never cosplayed, really. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. This one's for me, Mr. Zap's question. What was your favorite video to make? Usually the pilots, because, uh, one, doing a top five is much easier than doing a regular video where I had to watch an entire TV series. But with a pilot, I mean, you only have one one, uh, pilot to take footage from, so you don't have to look through a billion different episodes and look for footage. You just have this one thing. So it's much more convenient and easier, but also I do enjoy, like, showing people obscure cartoons they've never heard of. Hmm. But, um... Crap. next quote and related question, John Aker Shoshin. What was the hardest video you ever worked on? it would be the I guess the Guren Login review, cause editing that was a mess, cause um what I did was I pirated uh Guren Login in H D, except the H D footage was in Japanese and I needed English footage, so what I had to do was like get my DVDs of the English dub and uh overlay it on the Japanese footage. So, it's just mixing two things together into this Frankenstein beast, and it was just really confusing, but that was a mess. Hmm. But, uh, I guess the final question. Uh, Ooh. Stephanie Fernandez, question. What was your favorite childhood toy? By the way, thank you, Izzy, for being an inspiration to me for coming out to my friends as a transgender male. I've been a lot happier with myself, and hopefully soon I'll be out to everyone. Thank you. Love, Jose.
3: Oh,
0: cool.
1: Aww,
3: sweetheart.
0: Favorite childhood toy? Oh, um, I like this. I don't know. I had a lot of, like, action... Spider-Man and X-Men action figures.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking back to Izzy's, uh, Xavier toy. <laughs> the, one, oh, yeah. the one animation somebody did for us. Uh, I, I, my favorite toy was, um, a Silverbolt figure from Beast Wars. mm I think for me, it was based on the TV show Cubics, where it was like this uh, cube-shaped robot. Although I never really played much with toys, I just stuck with video games. But oh man, I remember like, I think during Fridays for PE in elementary school, like we would always run to... There was several activities we could do in the gymnasium, and one of them was just play with whatever's in this toy box. And I would always get this one uh, (laughs) wicked-looking monster truck toy with teeth on it, and I thought, damn, this is the greatest thing ever, and, like, everyone, like, the coach were like, please don't steal the toys, and I was like, I got to, this thing looks so cool. But no, I didn't steal it. My conscience is clean. Don't forget to watch Monster Trucks this January 2017.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm so excited for that movie. It just doesn't, it just never never wears off. It's like... If we don't make a exclusive like all
4: four of us get together after watching it and make a podcast that's not like a normal scheduled podcast but like its
0: own special a podcast. I would, be oh, upset. I would be down for that.
1: Yeah, like the, the a spill.com review how they reviewed in a group.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good. I like I watched a couple of those recently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're now double toasted so they
0: they've changed. Or yeah. I mean I watched sorry. I mean Oh yeah. I watched because I watched their a couple of theirs. their birth of a nation one was good.
1: So this was the end of the podcast. I'm Pam Pizza. Who are you, people?
0: Oh, I was Jim.
1: And I was Izzy. And sorry for Nolan abandoning us and also Owen. I guess next video is gonna be uh, top five current cartoons because the because I did a check video before that. I don't know. But anyway, bye. Bye. Play us out, Emily. That was so, it was so abrupt. I was confused because like I did, I was gonna originally upload the top five current cartoons, but then I realized, wait, I get, I can do Nut Check now because I got the DVDs and I wrote that in four days and it was I made a, a Nut Check video in four days and it was, I, okay, I was satisfied when I was editing it, but like when you edit something, you have to see the same thing again and again and again and eventually you get tired of it mm-hmm. and I don't know, I rendered it and I. Uploaded it and I was like, "Yeah, time to watch it again, all the way through." And I watched it all the way through. It was like, "Oh, this isn't as good as I thought it would be."
4: <laughs> well, oh. I love that your Nutchak review. You like, you really had nothing to say about Nutshack. So there's nothing you can say like,
1: about Nutshack. You can't no, like isn't. detouring. It's like, oh man, remember vinyls? Yeah, I love vinyls. Look, <laughs> I had one shot to sit, talk about vinyls. I'm gonna use it because. This, this is
0: something yeah, I love. It's not
4: shit talking. It was just something I noticed. I thought, I thought it was really funny. It was like every time you found a
1: detour, you ran with
0: it. <laughs> like, See, I liked, I liked all those detours. Like I was like, wow, there's a vinyl toy show? I didn't even know that. It, yeah, looked, it, looked crazy. it,
1: it aired on Mixed TV, same channel as Nutshack, I believe, and nobody knows. It's all basically lost media now.
0: Don't. I mean, that's like the, one of those cable channels like where they they go, oh, well, we need to hit this demo so we'll let we'll do one for it was was it the channel was for people who were uh, Filipino? What was Filipino, right? Yeah, it was the whole channel for Filipino? Yeah, uh, them, yeah. So like they were probably like, we can fill this one demo with this channel. That's why they let Rodriguez do the El Ray Network. <laughs>
1: Is that still on?
0: I don't I don't know because I don't even get it. Yeah, because I, yeah.
1: I don't think uh, making a new channel is as big of a deal anymore now
0: with streaming and stuff. So I mean, I've I've heard it's a cool channel. They had my a part of my review in one of their ads. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, what was, what was the review of Superman? It was yeah, uh, Superman. It was Superman, and they contacted me and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> you've done all the Superman one and 2. and I like had to like. They didn't really pay you. They just like have your thing on El Rey, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, that sounds cool." And then they did, and I was like, kind of, I was happy about it. But they asked me so far in advance that when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that right?" <laughs> yeah,
1: like, yeah. It's like, me. but it was,
0: you know, I would like to see it. I haven't seen El Rey. I would like mm-hmm. to watch it. It sounds cool. Sorry, yeah. arenas.
1: Cartoon Network, please contact me and use my
0: review for something, please. I mean, I mean, we have to be, you have to be little kids to be like, and now next up, uh, Team Titans go. Hey, oh, like I, When it said you could submit a video for that, I was like, I should just do it and see what happens.
1: <laughs> it's just weird. as grown man next to all these kids in these
0: promos. They'll be like, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, regular show. What's up next? And they're just like, people will be like, what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> I there want them to do the- that just all the videos are just little kids and there's
1: just one adult in there for yeah, some reason yeah.
0: there was this channel and i don't remember what it was called but they did a lot of tech stuff and they would ask an issue there would there was some issue that was going on and they said submit a video of what you thought of it and i did that a couple times and i'd get on but because they didn't have that many shows you'd be on like once every two hours or something but uh, but I don't remember what it was called. And I remember they had X-Files hosted by one of the lone gunmen. Mm-hmm. I remember that was their big thing. They have one, one of, not the whole group, one of the lone <laughs>
1: gunmen. Was this tech TV?
0: Uh, possibly.
1: I mean, I don't think there were yeah. any other uh, technology-based TV shows. I mean, there's, there's,
0: there's a lot of channels now. There's so many. It's, like, ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Crap. So, yeah, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, Oh, wait, we're we're still recording? recording? I (laughs) I thought we ended it. We we trailed off on Nutshack. I thought we were still. I thought we ended it. Yeah, we ended it a little
4: while ago. You did the. uh, See you guys later. Bye. We trailed off
1: on Nutshack (laughs) and we kept going about El Rey. (laughs) So, this is the end of the podcast. Who are you, people? I'm Pan Pizza. We already did this. I'm Jim, I think. Okay, uh, so. Okay, now.
4: No, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, oh.
1: Finally, someone let me out of my cage Now time for me is nothing, cause I encounter no age Now I couldn't be there, now you shouldn't be scared I'm good at repairs, and I'm under each snare Intangible, bet you didn't think you so I command you to panoramic view Look, I make it all manageable Pick and choose, sit and lose, all your different crews Chicks and dudes, who you think is really kicking tunes Picture you getting down in a picture tube Like you lit a fuse, you think it's fictional, mystical, maybe. Spiritual hero who appears to you to clear your view when you're too crazy. Lifeless to those in definition know what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the high shit You like it, gunslow, righteous one-toe. Psychic among those possess you with one go.